like scary movies? Totally. Hey, y'all. Totally. What's up? It's Jess. Hey, jerk. Speed kills. Ah, baby, bone sherry. Hey, what? Lindsay. The key. You did a great job. You filthy animals. Hello, Sydney. <laughs> I'll be right back. I thought this was about horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, I gotta fan myself. Curdled sack of milk. <laughs> oh I'm a really good listener. No, you're not. That's true. We're out of here. Bye. The key. Hello and welcome. Bye, all Bye. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. Plug it up. You know, you just want to ease into it. You don't want to jump with both feet right in. What's your beer? Oh, what are you drinking? Coors Light. Mm. Is that your go-to? It's been lately. I used to hate Coors Light. I didn't hate it. That's dramatic. But I never, I would never reach for it. And then I don't know what happened. Like both me and my fiance one day were just like, Coors Light's <laughs> kind of good. <laughs> and, then, and then we've just been buying that. Now that's like all we drink. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm a mill. So I used to be a Budweiser guy when Abby, my wife Abby, and I first started dating. Um, she was only 18, I was 21, and mm-hmm. she didn't really drink, which was great because I had like a DD everywhere. And I started drinking. Uh, I drank Budweiser, but then I noticed I got like, I got like an office job because I used to work on like a factory floor, and you burn a lot of calories. So I was like, okay, I can yeah. drink whatever I want. And I got this office job, and then it was like, man. The shirts aren't fitting right. And like, I got to go out a couple belt sizes. I'm like, oh yeah. man. So then I went to Bud Light and then I graduated toward Miller Light. And that's usually what I always drink. And for whatever reason, I have Bush Light today, but generally always Miller Light. Yeah. You just have that beer that you're like, never lets you down. But that is the thing about beers is you can drink them all night long, yes. but you're going to pay for it. Yeah, beer is like a long run pay for it, whereas alcohol, like you pay for it that night. You're right. like, okay, I, I get it. I I'm, I I fucked up. But then beer is like you see the effects of it much more over time. I feel like so it's the only downside. It sticks with, with beer. you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know you remember it for for years to come. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Then you got to switch in the moment. You know you had a good time when you have to completely switch brands of whatever, whether it be mm-hmm. vodka, like tequila. I got wrecked on tequila at one of my birthday parties. I think I just turned 22 or 23 Oof. and I haven't drank it since. I've, I just turned 34. So it's been that long since I drank tequila just because of that bad experience. Really? Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I don't like the smell of it. Like I, I, sm- I smell it and I go back in time. And I'm like, oh, that night that we, I, I puked in the ice bowl mm. and one of our friends grabbed a whole tray of pizza rolls out of the oven with their bare hand. Oh, bad times. It's traumatizing. I haven't had that with, because vodka was like the first liquor that I drank. Mm. And it was, so it was like the first night I ever got drunk. That was my go-to. I had like vodka cranberries all night. Oh, yeah. But I still rock with vodka. Like, it's just <laughs> one of those things I just can't. It's just so, it's the easiest liquor for me to hide the taste. Because I am definitely one of those people where I'm like, the sweeter, the better. Which uh, okay. is also probably why I feel sick because my cocktails are basically candy, but I, yeah, I've always stuck with vodka, but I will say the first night I got really, really drunk. I had subway like oh. earlier for lunch. Couldn't eat subway anymore after that. That was one thing I was like, the food 
can't go back to that because that was that was a rough experience but the alcohol i'm like yeah it's fine uh, like i did this to myself i guess <laughs> it was a choice that i made what was the sandwich and i hope there wasn't a lot of veggies so that's the thing it had pepperoncinis on it and that's what got me it was the pepperoncinis like everything else about it was fine but those like they were the same coming out as they were going in and i just couldn't i like i i was like i can't ever put that on a sandwich again like never did. that's out but it's fine i'm not i wasn't that in law like i'm it's not an ingredient that i'm sad that i had to cut out of my diet i don't even really know why i put them on my sandwich because i wasn't even really that like it was probably those it wasn't even the alcohol it's probably the pepperoncinis yeah it probably was i think i had like one of those italian it was like an italian-esque sandwich that oh, i think they kind of like man they already have the ingredients kind of laid out for you i think that's what i did you were like i want that you just pointed yeah <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take that one i guess it has mozzarella cheese on it and i like that <laughs> Oh my gosh. I can only imagine that would be one of the worst things to puke up would be an Italian sub from Subway. Yeah. I mean, it's up there. I'm sure there's like, I'm sure I could think of something that is worse, but that one is like, it's high ranking for sure. I think I imagine like seafood. Seafood would be rough. I think pizza would be the one that you could puke and rally with, though. Like, I think I could. Oh, yeah. I could puke up some pizza and then, like, two hours later, probably forget and go eat not that same pizza, but like a different pizza. Different pizza. I'd agree with that. I think pizza you can kind of like forgive and forget. Yeah, for sure. And, like, especially, I mean, pizza is basically just bread and sauce so maybe it would be that would be the same thing it's like maybe the top there's a specific topping on it where you'd be like ah like a pepperoncini like a pepperoncini or like i don't know people put like like or like a pineapple maybe if you Mm. did that on your pizza that might be rough that would be awful i think that might be the worst the pineapple pizza i think do you eat i guess i should ask first are you a hawaiian pizza fan Here's the thing. I don't like ham. So I will just get, pine- I will take the ham off and I'll just eat the pineapple on the pizza. Mm. Or I do pineapple and like regular bacon. Okay. Instead of like Canadian bacon. I'm just mm-hmm. like, no, I'll just put like, just sure. Like, what am I doing? What is this? <laughs> I don't know. Shred, not shred, <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Drizzle bacon bits <laughs> on it is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Why are Canadians making bacon anyway? Let's be honest. But it's just ham, right? It's, all it or is, it's, it's ham. It's, it's not technically, or it's like a variation of ham. It's definitely ham. Mark and Brooke, if you're listening, you know damn well that it is ham. Let's be honest. And there's nothing wrong with ham. Like, let me come out and say that. I, I enjoy like a big old honey, like roasted ham. Uh-huh. Love that. I'll I'll eat that, like slice them off of that. But something about having ham as like a deli meat and having it cold on my sandwich. I'm with I you. I never, never liked that. I always preferred turkey for a sandwich. Me too. My wife likes ham sandwiches. I'm like, I like ham on Christmas and then I can, I'm done with it for yeah. the rest of the year. I don't need it anymore. Yeah. Ham is a holiday meat. There you go. It is. Ham is a holiday <laughs> yeah. meat. You know, we're solving all the world's problems here this evening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining me on this cocktails episode. I don't, have you listened to a cocktails episode before? 
I have. Okay. We basically, we hang out. There's no outline. We drink. We have a good time. Sometimes toward the end, if you listen to the Elm Street Guys episode or Chuck from Chuck Goes to the Movies, they're pretty liquored up and they like to get sentimental. <laughs> That's not a requirement, but um, we just like to have a good time. So as you can see here on my paper, there's no script. I do have the... Uh, edit notes there because I screw up and, and have to go back and take things out sometimes. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. But it's just the name of the game. Yes. So would you like to introduce yourself in your podcast? Sure. So I'm Erica and I'm from the Homies of Horror podcast. I'm one half of the Homies of Horror podcast, I should say. Let me make that clear. It's not just my <laughs> my own show. Just own it. Take it. Take complete ownership. Yeah. I'm like, it's totally my thing. I am a single host. No, I am one half of the Homies of Horror podcast that I do with my good friend, Roshane. And I'm very happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm happy we could finally hook up. It was like, mm -hmm. uh, it was difficult. We had, I think we had a date scheduled and I had to move it. And then for some reason, you wouldn't email me back. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. I just completely ghosted you for a while. Yeah, I'm like, wow. It's so hot. Like, that is one thing that we have, I think, struggled the most with is that we have so many, like, we have so much fun when we do collabs. We always look forward to them. They're always a blast. And we always enjoy talking to all the different people that we've met through the horror community. But, dude, scheduling them... <laughs> It's so hard. It's Agreed. so hard. And we just always take that for granted. We're like, yeah, well, we should do a sh we should do an episode with this person. And then and then we want to go on this person's show if they'll let us on and all these things. And then months go by and we're like, we still need to do that. Like we still need to find a time. We need to just do it. When is when works well for us? And it just it's a continuous loop of that. Like when works well for us. And apparently Apparently never <laughs> works well. <laughs> and eventually everyone just kind of has to be like, let's just do it at like, I don't know, 11 p.m. Right. <laughs> Pacific time on a like on a Thursday or something. And you're like. And to be fair, work. you didn't technically. I mean, you did technically ghost me, but I think it was my fault because we were talking on the. I was on the HMC account. Yeah. <laughs> and then like I feel bad because there's there's three of us on here generally. I do these episodes, but um there's usually three of us and we all three have logins to the account. So like I feel mm -hmm. like when I'm messaging people or going back and forth with people on the podcast account that the other two are just getting blown up with like notifications. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe I should switch this over. So generally I like make an introduction with the HMC account. So people don't think I'm just some crazy random person trying to talk to them. Right. <laughs> and then I'll switch it over to my personal accounts. So I think that's when uh, you just like, I, I'm assuming it went to that weird like ghost land and Instagram yeah. messaging. Yes. It went to the like requests the message mm -hmm. requests and I was because I run we've like split it up it was because I don't know anything about Twitter it's the one social media that I just have never been into never got it still don't get it so I was like Roshane that's all you <laughs> and I'll take the Instagram because that's really the main like social media that I am on right daily so but even so I'm not super great. Like if you go to my personal account, I'm not super great about keeping up with it. I hardly ever check my messages 
and things, unless it's like some, my friends messaging me or something. And so I didn't even know that message requests were a thing. And I didn't know that sometimes they don't tell you like that you have any. Right. I, I don't know if that happens for you, but sometimes it'll show me a number. Yeah. And then sometimes it won't. And then I'll go there and there's just like multiple messages that I just from weeks, months ago. That yeah. I think I something changed because right around the same time you like email or I shouldn't say email, but when you messaged me back, and said, hey, sorry, it went to request or whatever. Like the same thing happened to us because I, for some reason, all of a sudden we had all these, um, like the little number was up there and it said, you have like 30 some message requests. Yeah. And I'm like, what? So I go in there and like, a, 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 granted, a lot of them were junk, but there was like a handful of them that were like nice comments from people. And I then I was like, oh no. Yeah. And then it makes you feel awful. The same thing happened to us too. It's almost like they finally all caught up and they were like well now we'll tell you here are all the message requests that you've (laughs) missed over the past year like here's the exact accurate number because the same thing happened to us and it felt like like because i i used to check it a little bit not frequently but i used to kind of go in there and check it and it seemed like there were even like new ones that maybe didn't even show up at all when I had previously checked them. But now they were showing up before ones I had seen right. already. And I was like, what is ha- <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> am I am I the problem? Did I just not pay enough attention? I think it was Instagram. I think something changed. I think like an algorithm or the, one of their settings like or something changed. Or yeah. Because all, all of a sudden updates. we had all these and now there's like three sections. There's like your regular yeah. inbox, like a limbo land and then like your request. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. There's like a hidden one now, which I don't really know what the difference is because you would think hidden means like, oh, these are the messages you you don't even want to see these are inappropriate they're not they're the exact same as the message request i think maybe that's for more spammy seeming accounts i think it's for whenever not that i've done this of course but i think <laughs> it's for whenever if you put somebody's messages in hidden they can't see when you're online. So if it's somebody that you oh. notice is like, not somebody you don't want to talk to anymore, but maybe somebody that every time you log on is immediately hitting you up like, hey, you didn't respond yeah. back or whatever. I think if you put it in hidden, then uh, they can't see when you respond or not when you respond, I'm sorry, when you're online. Okay, that makes sense. Because I did notice that's another thing that's new is it shows you now when you're in the messages, if that person is actively online, yeah. which... It didn't used to do. And I was like, okay, thanks. I guess I don't, (laughs) this doesn't necessarily help me, but I appreciate it. Yeah. No. So what do you guys have coming up? I know you guys just released uh, the haunting, which I listened to the first probably 20 minutes of that while I was waiting in line to pick the girls up from school. Um, (laughs) Are you guys doing like a nineties theme? Is that what you're up to? Well, so that was our discord decides episode. And our theme for that one was, um, the 99s for the 99th. So that was our 99th episode. Okay. So we were choosing from all movies that came out in 1999, which there were some pretty, there were some bangers that came out in 1999. We were, we were very excited with the lineup for the year. And then yeah. of course we had to narrow it down to like three 
choices, but yeah, so that was a lot of fun. We, <laughs> I enjoyed going back and talking about that movie because it had been a while since I had seen it. And Roshane is still not sure if he had actually seen it before or not. I'm thinking he didn't because I'm like, I, you would remember. Like, right. I, I really think you would remember. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. We had a good time breaking that one down. And then, yeah, our hundredth episode will be out well i guess when this comes out it'll already be out but it'll be coming out on monday at the time of us recording this gotcha so you guys release episodes every week correct yeah i so are you guys a, a covid baby a podcast did you guys come we out are. yeah we are a little covid baby yeah which many of i think we a lot of us a lot of us podcasts kind of came up at the same time as results of quarantine right it was like oh what do we have to do let's just start a podcast it's like ah well watching a lot of movies right (laughs) now (laughs) maybe it'd be fun to talk about these (laughs) what's funny is a lot of our uh in the community he's a huge community of us and you know it's not that it's funny but you see some like every other week or like a couple every month kind of drop off and like oh that's a bummer you know but it's like when I go and I listen to them or a lot of them start doing video because I think with Zoom and a lot of people did it over Zoom, it's mm-hmm. a lot easier to do the video than like, so we record in person, which uh, I have the camera zoomed in on me now, but like Jess sits over here and Seth sits over here. And um, we, I think we were one of the few that actually did record in, in person during the whole COVID thing. And then it was like, we were doing it and we were like, should we tell people we're recording in person? Is that going to like <laughs> make people think we're like insensitive to like what's going on? And right. it's like, eh, the hell with it. Who cares? Like, <laughs> but I think that's a different dynamic. Yeah. Well, and at the time too, though, you had your little like, um, everyone kind of had like a, a COVID bubble. Right. It seemed for a while there where they were like, no, I only see these people. Like these are the only people I'm comfortable with seeing. Right. Um, but it's funny because we didn't even, you like, having video on while we record is something that we've only recently started doing. Okay. We, which I don't know why it's much (laughs) more fun to have. uh, Obviously you can't be in person. It's much more fun to be able to see the person, but for like, we record through Zencaster. Okay. For, and for a while, they didn't even have a video option. However, we could have still like zoomed or did like discord video. We just never thought about it. So for the longest time, it was basically like a phone call when we were recording. So you weren't even, you didn't even see each other. No, it was just our voices. Oh, how weird was that? I mean, it's now it feels weird. Like now when I think back and I'm like, what were we doing? Why are we being so, (laughs) so weird about it? Like, did you feel like you were back in middle school and you're like hanging out after school, talking to your friends on the phone? Yeah. That's what it felt like because we would like we'd like hang up the call at the end and it was just bizarre. And but at the time, I think we both just didn't even really think about it. And honestly, one of my issues that you would think I'd be better at by now after doing this for almost two years, but I'm just not. I get very. I mean, you probably see it. I move my hands a lot when I talk. I fiddle. Yeah. I'm oh a yes, fiddler. so do I. And um. It's harder with video for me not to fiddle. Like when I can see someone, I'm like, oh yeah, I got to be super (laughs) animated. So then, and of course the microphone's going to pick up every little movement and thing that you, you do. Right. So I will say, I think for me, it was easier when we couldn't see each other for me to just be like, Hey, let me just kind of chill and sit and talk, but it is funner over video. 
Yeah, I couldn't imagine not being able to to see it. It would feel just like a phone call, right? Which I do yeah. a lot all day for work, which would be, to me, kind of <laughs> like, uh, but I'm a the bummer. same. <laughs> I am so animated. And it's funny because I um, even... some So sometimes, like Jess lives, I don't know, 30 minutes or so from here. Sometimes she doesn't drive here. We She'll zoom in. And mm-hmm. um, I'll be doing... Even when they're here, but I'll, I'll be doing things. I'm, I'm very animated as well. I always I talk with my hands and I'll be like, crap the people that are listening to this can't see me because we don't yeah. do, we don't do video um so then i'm always like then i have to explain that done the two episodes ago i gave this long-winded ass story and there was like it was all animated and it was like like three-fourths of the way through i think jess or maybe it was seth but they were like you realize nobody can see anything you're doing <laughs> right now so then i was like telling the story and like seth was like okay now he's putting his right foot up so it was like <laughs> which i think added a different element to it but at like the same time like if man if we had video it'd be so much easier yeah, it I and I think video is really nice because, yeah, it's, there's little things where you're trying to tell someone about something that happened in a movie, like a facial expression mm. that someone made or a weird movement that they did with their body. And, yeah, you have to explain it over <laughs> audio. And you're like, man, if we had video, you guys would be able to like this joke would probably land a lot more <laughs> and you'd understand why we're laughing so much. So video is definitely a thing that we have discussed. Yeah. But I I think for both of us, we're like, but is that something like if we start doing that, then like we have to do it. We right. can't just say like, yeah, we're going to do video and then just never do it. And I think both of us have a little bit not of an issue because we normally do follow through with what we say, but we get a little big for our bridges sometimes. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, let's do it. Let's commit to this. And then yeah. we're like, oh, fuck. We, gotta, <laughs> <laughs> like, we need to carve out the time to do that then if we're gonna if we're gonna say that and for the most part we have but like merch for instance yeah this because this will this will come out after monday Mm -hmm. okay yeah so we'll have merch out (laughs) so but that's one of those things where we've been saying we're gonna do that and like trying to do that and work on that for a very long time and with everything else sometimes things just fall to the wayside and you feel bad because you're like I don't want to I don't want to tell people that we're doing something right potentially get someone's hopes up about it and then they're like wow it's been six months haven't heard anything <laughs> where are these t-shirts at? <laughs> haven't haven't seen any any new <laughs> updates are you guys doing this or not because I did that with um like I do I was doing this book like horror book review thing which I am still doing but like I was really excited about that it was gonna be like like a monthly review of a new horror book every time I did one of them and I really enjoyed doing it but then I did the one and then I got engaged we moved into a house I started planning a wedding and right. I haven't done another one since and I was like <laughs> man <laughs> that was fun well last I'm gonna do it again but I just I'm like I don't know when I, I think we all have really good <laughs> intentions to to do things and I, I'm like the guy I think I probably drive these two nuts because I'll be like and again it's I stay up kind of late and I probably shouldn't but I stay up late and I get like all these great ideas and I'm like blowing them up and then like they don't see them till the next morning so they're like okay like which one of these are actually feasible Josh and it's like yeah. well probably like items six seven and eight and it's like okay how are we going to do this on top of what we're already doing? And I'm like, well, you know, we can just, they're probably like, oh God, they wake up when they got these long text strings and they're like, (laughs) oh my God, he's at it again. But yeah, we're all well-intentioned individuals. Oh 
you just get you get super excited and you have yeah you have all these ideas that you do want to accomplish eventually right and then you just have to decide like okay well which one is a feasible and which one is most important do we feel like will be most beneficial for listeners like what are they going to enjoy the most that right. we also are like yeah we can follow through on this because that's another thing too is my schedule is much more open mm. than his so it's really easy for me to commit to things right uh but i'm like i don't want to i'm like i can't speak for what you are able to do because i'm like right. your schedule is much more jam-packed with work and everything so it's just hard to like get everybody's schedules to line up when you have podcasts where you're like, well, I'm not just speaking on my right. behalf. Like <laughs> I, I want to commit to something and be like, oh yeah, Rose Shane, by the way, right. We're, we're going to start doing these monthly horror plays um, live, <laughs> live on Twitch. I hope you're okay with that. <laughs> What's was funny is like, cause again, we, we started through the, the pandemic and I'm not going to go through our whole uh, inception. I've, we've probably talked about it 500 times on here. So people are like, oh God, <laughs> he's going through that story again. But I travel for work and I wasn't traveling because of COVID. It's like I had like, right. you know, not that I had spare time on my hands, but like I didn't have, I wasn't on the road. So like at the end of the day, when my work day was over, it was like, oh, hey, I'm home. Whereas generally I wasn't. So it was like, man, what am I going to do with all this extra time? So then we started this and like a lot of it went into this. And then like as, you know, restrictions rolled back and people felt comfortable traveling and seeing people, etc. It was like, okay, now I used to have this much time to allocate to it. Now I've got, you know, half of that. How do we make that work? And honestly, I think we've done a really great job of keeping up on everything. Like our, all three of our summers are ridiculous. We were texting about it two days ago and it's like, how are we going to put out an episode in July? Like none of us are even available to record in July. So it's like, right okay, now we're going to have to record two episodes this day or like Jess and Seth are going to record an episode without me and then Seth and I are, you know what I mean? So it's like, okay. And the funny thing is like, and it's spoiler alert to everybody, we don't make money doing this. We do this because it's fun and we enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, So sometimes it's kind of like, you know, do we just say, "Eh, you're taking July off. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, do we take a break? Because... And that and that's the thing about it is it's like it's so much fun. So yeah. it never feels daunting. Right. Like you're never like, oh my God, we gotta <laughs> figure this out. It's just right. like, okay, yeah, we kind of gotta play like scheduled Tetris here a little bit. Yeah. Which maybe we'll be pushing things, but it'll be it'll be fine. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the thing about it is we do this the same thing where we're like, oh, we could take this week off. It's usually me who's like, no. <laughs> no we'll just do an episode it's fine <laughs> but you do think of it, you're like no we could take like a week off and it would be it would be okay but for some reason I think when you come out with things yeah regularly for, taking time off just sounds like huge like it I just agree. sounds like it's gonna be forever until they hear another episode like are they gonna stop listening they're gonna think we do broke that up. to them yeah like we can't do that to them like what if they're what if they're like, oh, I don't even care anymore? Or, I don't know. I'm like, it's just a week. But for some reason, a week feels like a year. And we've taken like us. Uh, so we've had to like pile up episodes and then w- we can schedule them out. So it's that we never really missed a week in terms of like a release date, right? Like we have an episode out every week. But then like we went one time, I think it was last fall. We went like three weeks without recording. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, like a, like an addict, like, oh my God, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. like guys, when are we going to record again? Like we got, got to, we got to get in here and record. Like I'm going through withdrawals. So at the yeah. same time, I'm being kind of selfish because I'm like, we could take a week off. I don't really want to. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to. So mm. we're maybe in the future, we'll, eh. we'll, we'll come back around to this idea here right. in a little bit, but yeah, it, there was a while too, where it was the first October was it in October when we first started we did a period where we were doing two episodes a week we were doing our regular movie episode and then we did a bonus because we were covering Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor yes so we were doing like double episodes for like like six weeks or something like that can I just tell you not to cut you off but you guys bailed me out because we had <laughs> just moved into our house it was it was october because we had just moved into mm-hmm. our house oh, okay. a couple years ago and i was renovating the whole house and like i was here by myself like until two three in the morning sometimes get like ripping out wallpaper i had to, the, my whole office is in the, the studios in the basement and i had to like there's wallpaper down here and then lo and behold behind the wallpaper was this like putty shit they put all over the walls <laughs> i had to like scrape <laughs> off because parts of it the the foundation was leaking so i had to like figure all that nonetheless like i had hours of just listening to podcasts and i was mm-hmm. like i found you guys somehow i don't even remember how maybe one of the uh a podcast on elm street guys or the two chicks Felicia Tani told me about you guys, but like I was like, because I think I was like, I need a podcast to listen to. And like, well, have you heard of these guys? I'm like, no. So I, anyway, you guys like bailed me out because you were like just this releasing episodes like <laughs> gangbusters. So I was like, these are my people. Oh, and I'm glad to hear. I'm glad to hear that that helped. <laughs> it did. You yeah. kept me sane. <laughs> but oh my gosh! But honestly, this is going off a little bit. But honestly, though, yeah, podcasts like the best things to listen to when you're doing work because that's what happened too I was going through podcasts when we first moved in here and then also when I was during the pandemic I was working in the food industry so I worked the whole time okay and so but I was the only person working like they cut back on shifts obviously so I'd be by myself from 6 a.m to 2 p.m I was like the only one in the kitchen oh really and yeah well not the only one in the kitchen the only one in the restaurant yeah (laughs) so so all I did was listen to all like your guys' podcasts and all of our like horror community homies. That's I was just busting through episodes <laughs> like it was my job. I mean, kind of was. I wasn't like crazy busy at the time, but yeah, yeah I was like, thank goodness for that. It was it was good, but at the same time, I would get a little spooked out sometimes because uh, when I would get there early in the morning, like five thirty a.m., there's nobody there. It's like pitch black listening to someone talk about a slasher movie right. and then and then someone walks through the door and it would scare the shit out of me Dude, same because um, i was down here in the basement and like we didn't i didn't well like all these lights and everything are up now but there, there was nothing down here i was working with like one overhead light and then like i had some like uh magnetic flashlights that were up in the rafters so i could see when i was doing stuff and it was like i was listening to um it may have been your guys's when you it's the Nell episode of, of Haunting a Hill House. Oh, mm-hmm. and I'm like, listen, do you guys talk about it? And I'm like, this is probably not the best thing to be listening to <laughs> when I'm like here by myself in the basement. There's like no lights. I'm like this. Maybe I should just put on some hillbilly music and <laughs> turn it yeah. off. You're like, mm, maybe I, I'll take a quick break. I'm yeah. just going to I'm just going to throw a quick song on. Just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. A little bit. Something to make me happy. 
Yeah. Cause it's like hearing everybody talk and stuff and break it down is fine. It's usually when people are going through the plot. Cause I'm one of those people where I don't care about spoilers. Like mm-hmm. I, it's never bothered me. I can hear spoilers from a movie and still go in and be fine watching the movie. So I'll watch, I'll listen to episodes of people breaking down movies that I've never seen, but it would be the moments when they'd be like breaking the plot down. Yeah. And they weren't like doing their full discussion yet. That's where I'd be like, "Eh, yeah, uh, eh, I'm a little getting a little antsy here. Especially if it's like, um, like somebody that does like a deep dive and they like get into like the psychology, like the psychology of what's going on. And then I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, well, I've never thought about it that way. So then I like notice like I'm not even working. I'm sitting, standing there just like looking like that makes a lot of sense. And then I'm like, yeah. Hey, I'm not being productive. B like now I'm starting to freak out a little bit. It's like, yeah, you're like not now I'm great. S- spooked. Yeah. Especially the ones where they're like, Oh, this is a movie that's based off of a true story. Here's the actual yeah. crime that that it's based off of those are the ones where i was like i i couldn't even true crime i i was like i can't listen to these not here now <laughs> when 100%. random strangers keep filtering in through the door and i'm like here by myself i was like maybe i'll wait and check these out when i get home so we moved in and we didn't have our alarm system up yet and i was out uh mowing and i was listening to these two i forget their names and i feel terrible about it i if i listen to somebody in their podcast good i like plugging that podcast dang it on it. Anyway, they were talking that they were telling this story. It's a true crime story about um, these two girls and I have two little girls. So these two girls, their mother had passed away. So they lived alone with their dad. Their dad uh, was obviously working hard to, you know, maintain the family, right? He's the only single parent now. So they, uh, the neighbors like watched the kids or something while he was at work. Uh, long story short, they start hearing like things in the walls of the house and all this stuff. And like, he takes them to a psychologist and the person's like, it's just be trauma from your mother passing away, etc. You don't have to be alone in the house because uh, it reminds you of your mom not being there, etc., etc. Right. So then they start noticing that like, like they're getting notes and things are moving all over the house. And like they tell the dad and you know, the dad who's probably working 80 hours a week stressed out like yeah. okay guys like I'm not here you're looking so then it was oh they're looking for attention yeah lot and not to ruin this for you but long story short there was this kid at school that was obsessed with one of the girls and they had this um older houses have these like low so if you have like a Cape Cod style house you have these little because you don't have an attic above your um above your upstairs it's mm-hmm. all the ceilings are are basically flush with the roof, so you have like these little crawl space. Um, oh, attics, I right? know. Mm-hmm. This kid figured this out somehow and was like in there, literally in their bedroom walls, like watching them and like talking to them through the walls as if he was their mother. He had found one of their diaries and like knew like intimate details about their lives and their relationships. And um, long story short. They, um, I forget exactly what it is now, but like something caused the girls to run to the neighbor's house and they called the dad. The dad came home from work. He goes in the house and there's this figure in his bedroom wearing his (laughs) wife's wedding gown 
with like a painted what white fa- dude, <laughs> with a painted white face, etc. Anyway, he comes at the dad with a knife. I think the dad like beats the shit out of him because it was like a high school kid. Yeah. Yeah. Lo and behold, they find out it was this this kid that was obsessed with one of the girls. They like weren't friends. Like he noticed them in passing at school and was like upset. I'm mowing the yard and <laughs> Like we, you know, not to, we have a Cape Cod style house upstairs. Okay. Mm. So, you know, as you can see, I'm like putting two and two together. Right. So I'm like immediately stop mowing, go to the boxes, find our, and I set up our security system right there. I'm like, I got to get this shit. Cause like if we can't have people sneaking in here, living in the yeah. wall, but all from a podcast. <laughs> That's horrifying that's Could you imagine oh i would have had a heart i mean i'm sure he was running on st- like smooth adrenaline but if i was the dad i probably would have just had a full-on heart attack <laughs> when i saw that <laughs> and yeah, i just would have been like okay yeah I gotta go. <laughs> I could not. I don't know. I don't know how. Like, I. That's what we talk about on here a lot. Is we critique how people act in movies, React, which is all yeah. scripted. But it's like we've never been put in that situation. So how do we really know how we would react? Right. 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 And that's the thing. Because I always. I think I've mentioned it in a couple episodes. Because I always. Depending on the movie and how well they play it off, I always do try and advocate for people that freeze. Because I'm like, you can fight or. F- flight but a lot of people freeze because they just don't they're like so scared their body locks up and I really worry sometimes (laughs) that that would be me I definitely want to be fight I can I mean if if it came down to it I would try but I it's not in the odds aren't in my favor if it ends up coming down to fight is like my thought process so if I don't book it and like I'm I'm probably a freezer because I'm also one of those people where like if someone runs up, even if I know them, like even if it's my sister or something, if I'm going up or down the stairs and I hear someone's footsteps charging at me, I fall. I'll just fall down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) I've done that since I was little. I don't know like what started that. Yeah. But yeah, if I hear like footsteps coming up behind me, I tend like my knees get weak do they like buckle or you just like that's like your thing you just fall down and play dead no i'm not even playing dead i mean i'm just (laughs) i'm very much i'm very much trying to continue moving yeah it's just yeah they my like i just lose feeling in my legs and i like my legs are just like i can't i can't do this anymore and maybe it is because I anytime that's happened, I've always it's always happened with people that I know, like they're right. messing with me. So I'm like, if it was a stranger, I I have to imagine that something would click for me where I'd be like, nah, <laughs> I gotta I, get out I, of here. <laughs> these legs are gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> There's no option. Like I have uh, to hope. Yeah. But it's stuff like that where in horror movies, I'm like, I can't really rag too too much on right. people who freeze up. But of course, there are those people who like trip and fall and then refuse to get back up yeah those people i'm like okay you were running you were like flighting right and what happened (laughs) you just decided that wasn't gonna work for you anymore i'd like to think i would have like a a fight mentality because um i don't know i I, again i'm I'm probably because i'm a male right and i'm like I, i think i would like to fight back but like i'll be honest like if somebody really does scare me like 
So my wife likes to hide around little places and try to scare me. Like my initial reaction is like my whole body tenses up and like my yeah. right, I like, I don't know why I do this, but like I'm like my right leg, I like lift it up in the air. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Like you ever seen like the Heisman trophy thing? Yeah. That's what I do. I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? Like get back. So like, I feel like if I were being attacked by like a ghost face or somebody who's like quick, I think I would yeah. probably not fare well. Now, if it was some like big, like um, like a Jason or somebody like big and like slow, I think because you know what I mean. Like I would like to think that I would do my Heisman thing, my my Tim Tebow, and then I would be like, "Oh no, what am I doing?" But (laughs) I don't know. Like I would like to think I would fight back, but I I think um, I think I'd have a real problem, Erica. To be honest with you, I do too, and that's true. Yeah, if it's a slower moving opponent i might be okay but yeah the fast (laughs) ones those stressed me out and i guess too it depends on if it was just me or if i was having to protect someone or be with someone because i'm like for you i'm sure if your family was involved then a fight would definitely be like your first instinct so i'm like if if I wasn't the only one there and i was with people that i loved right i would probably kind of you know step up to the plate a little bit more but that's the thing i'm like if it's just me (laughs) and i'm depending on myself to save myself i don't know that i have the like utmost faith (laughs) in myself to to really get it together but i think if it were the kids if it were the kids i and my wife if it were either of the, the three girls i think i would um handle it differently As if it were myself, right? Because I don't, I don't know why. Again, I don't know. I've never. Again, here we are hypothetically talking about this. I have <laughs> yeah. no, absolutely no clue how I would react or what would happen. But I would like to think that 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 would, um, like, if I heard like a noise downstairs and I was here by myself, mm-hmm. I don't know that I would be like immediately go down and check to see what it is. However, if I'm here and all the, the family is here, I hear something downstairs. I'm like, oh no, that kid in the wedding gown is downstairs. <laughs> I have to go protect my tribe, right? So then right. like, I come down here and I look around and lo and behold, one of the mouse traps went off or the, the worst one, the absolute worst was I come downstairs and our cat, her her name is Church, because I'm a huge Eric Church. I am a hillbilly. I'm sure you've gathered this from listening. I love country <laughs> music. Er, I actually have an Eric Church cup that I'm drinking out of. That's my guy, Eric Church. Mm. So the cat's name is Church. I come downstairs because there's some ruckus. I'm like, oh, Lord, what's going on? Somebody That kid's down there in the gown. I come down, and I see the cat at the bottom of the stairs. And Church is also the cat from Pet Cemetery, which is probably, yes. in hindsight, not a great idea. Um She's looking at me like she looks happy. She's proud of herself. She's like, look, dad, I did good. I'm like, oh, crap. So my own fault. I walk down the steps. I don't turn on the light. I'm like, what did she knock over? What did she do? And she's like looking at me and like looking down. So I'm like, what is going on? So I like stick my foot. Here I go again, telling stories without people being able to see. So I like (laughs) stick my foot out, right? And I'm like, what is this? And it was fuzzy. Long story (laughs) short, she had killed a mouse. We live between, uh, we'll say for example, sake, three cornfields. We have like field mice, like little field mice. No big deal. Um, Killed the mouse and was like proud of it, right? So that was her down there killing this mouse. But then I'm like, I touched it with my foot. Am I going to get like the black plague? Because that was was from rats and mice are clearly like a relative to a rat, right? 
So what do I do? I I don't know. I just scrubbed my foot. It got weird. But nonetheless, see, I don't know that I would have came down here if my family wasn't here. If it was just you. Yeah. That's. Do you ever do this? Do you ever when you're like walking through your house at night, do you ever like plan out horror scenes? Oh, yeah. Like like you're like, if this was a horror movie like X, Y, and Z would happen in this part of my house. I've been doing that every single night. Like I, I, I have this really like specific one that I always do because my like nighttime routine before I go to bed, cause I usually go to sleep later than he does. Yeah. So I'll double check all the locks and I have this like I usually do it in the same order. Like I'll do the sliding door and then the back door and then our front door. And for some reason I have this idea because like the way that our porch is, we have these lights, these like flickery led lights that are supposed to kind of look like torches, but they're like set up by all the doors. Okay. And so, but it kind of like illuminates the porch. Right spooky light and so it illuminates just enough that you can like see out but you like if someone was standing there you'd only see their silhouette so i always have this idea of like (laughs) checking that and then going to the front door and then walking back through the living room and we have these huge glass doors yeah and there's someone's silhouette just standing there like staring at me that sounds terrifying back and i check for it every time i like i when i can't not look every time i go back into the bedroom i have to look and i and that started happening after we recovered the movie creep i had seen that movie already Uh but i after re-watching it that that was the first time i had watched it in this house and it's that like that look of his silhouette at the top of the stairs like that's what i imagine on my porch ever since i've watched that it's like a nightly occurrence where I always look out there and I'm like, is this the night? Is this the night? <laughs> There's a creepy, a creepy person on the porch or am I okay? And so far it's been fine. Yeah. So. No, I, do, I do the exact same thing. I have like a nightly routine where I go and I check to make sure the alarms are activated. And, but we have um, motion sensor lights. Mm-hmm. So sometimes Abby and I are sitting in the kitchen playing cards or playing a board game or something and or just hanging out, talking, listening to music and like one of the spotlights will go off out back and I'm like, okay, the whole back is fenced in. You can't get back there unless you want, really want to get back there. Uh, animals other than our own aren't really able to get back there. So it's like, why is this thing going off in the dead of winter when the trees don't have leaves or swinging stuff, right? So it's like... So like I'm like trying to focus on what she's telling me, but simultaneously <laughs> like trying to look out the back door window to like what is causing this to happen, and um, yeah, that's one. So then like if the thing's going off, I'm like oh no, because then I'm like looking out there like do I really want to go to bed right now or should I give it like yeah. 20 minutes before I go to bed? But the worst one actually happened a couple weeks ago because um, have you watched the uh, the Night Stalker documentary on Netflix? I have not. Okay, well, not to give too much away. You don't. You like. You're not. A, you're fine with spoilers anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, oh yeah, I'm cool. And that's the Richard Ramirez one, right? Yes. Or yeah. So I don't mean I don't know if they have like new information in that one, but I will say I went through like a serial killer phase where yeah. I was like really diving into all of them, so I might already know 
laugh about you probably it. do but like the the worst thing to watch if you're a homeowner you live out in the middle of nowhere is that freaking documentary but nonetheless yeah, which is why i haven't <laughs> yeah you sh- i mean the guy's a nutcase but like honestly the people that he attacked made it so easy for him like they left their downstairs windows open all night which is the screens up which i will never do um Nonetheless, he was not, uh, you've seen the guy, he's not, he's like a skinny, mm-hmm. he, he wasn't, um, he didn't like confrontation. So like when he attacked somebody, he would like hide behind the counter and when they walked by, he would jump up and like stab him real quick. Or, yeah. So he, he wasn't like uh, coming right at him, right? So anyway, the top of our staircase going upstairs, um, it's like a half wall. So as you go up the stairs, you can see up into the loft over the half wall, right? So the other night, every time I go up there, ever since watching that, I'm like, this frick, somebody's going to be up there like <laughs> like hanging out, waiting on my just my head to come up above the thing and they're going to get me, right? So I was stupid and left the blinds up the other night and the, it was really windy and um, our porch light was on. So like I'm walking up the steps and all of a sudden something like swings, right? So I like duck down on the steps thinking like Richard Ramirez is in my house trying to get me and if like... Thank goodness, like nobody else was awake because they would have been like, What are you doing? Because <laughs> I like full fledged threw myself down on the steps, like, No, not tonight, Richard. <laughs> <laughs> so I do the exact same thing with freaking tree branches. Yeah, it's just like these little things. I'll latch on to these little moments or these little weird. Like, I'll be like, oh, that looks kind of creepy. Like, cause there's a, like in our bedroom, there's this one really tall tree that yeah. when the moon is like shining just right, it'll show up on our walls and mm-hmm. stuff. And I was just staring at it the other night because I had never <laughs> noticed it before. And it was just like multiple times I asked myself, am I sure that's a tree? It was so obviously a tree. Like there's, <laughs> there's no other thing it could be, but I would close my eyes and then I would open them again and I would almost expect it to have transformed right like into into I don't know the monster from Cloverfield because it's so tall like and like what would it transform into you <laughs> like, never know it would have to be huge which I guess is also scary like I don't also don't want to have to face some giant creature at the same time but it's just little things like that where I'm like you're so good at not being scared at sometimes and, yeah. and so bad at it right at other times and i just pick and choose like sometimes i can watch things and he'll be like i don't understand like how you can sit there and watch that and then just go yeah. to sleep and i'm like yeah no it's fine and then other days i'm fixated on like a random sound that i heard three hours ago right you're like did you hear that did you hear Nope, there it is. Did you hear it? And they're like, no, I did. Uh-huh. Josh, I did not hear anything. <laughs> like, I promise you, <laughs> there's right. nothing. It, it makes me wonder if other people, that like, let's just say people that, because we watch at least, you know, we release an episode every week as do you guys. Mm-hmm. So you watch at least one horror movie a week, I would expect, right? It makes me mm-hmm. wonder if people that are like casual fans or even people that have no interest in the genre whatsoever, if they also do these things or if it's because we are so into these and, and watch so much of this stuff. If like we're, if our brain is just programmed to automatically think, okay, like for your case, moving tree branch, clearly some sort of ghoul or goblin in my house. Yeah, obviously. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. 
I think it's just a different, like, I feel like maybe for if you watch horror a lot and you've seen a lot of things in them, maybe you just allow your imagination to run really, really wild. Mm. Cause I feel like if you didn't watch a lot of horror movies then maybe you would probably still do that, but I think it would be a little bit more based in reality. Right. Like it'd be like, like that where you're like, Oh, I'm scared that someone's going to be like in my house or right. I'm afraid that I'm going to turn this corner and someone's going to be there. But then you have ours where it's like so specific, right? Like it's such a specific thing that you like really have to be running with it to even get to that point. Yeah, like I know I see what you're saying. Like our brains are probably programmed to look for that, right? Because when like when we're watching movies, we look in the background. Like they want like I think yeah. they're so good with, with camera work that like they'll make you hey here's what's going on, but it, you know like on your third or fourth watch you might notice different things going on in the background. And I feel like our brains are programmed to look for that stuff because we're so used to it which makes me wonder do you think that people that are like obsessed with um romance movies or like romance novels that like when they're walking through their house maybe they think if uh the wind blows the right way maybe some like <laughs> beautiful goddess of a man is like come back from uh the netherworld to seduce them I think I can actually answer this question quite oh, well no. because I don't know if you know this, but I am also <laughs> very into romance novels <laughs> and romance movies. That's my second favorite genre <laughs> for movies. What? So what's your favorite horror romance movie? <laughs> my favorite horror romance? Oh, mm -hmm. man. That's a good question. Is that even a thing? I don't even know if that's a subgenre sub or not. Yeah, I guess it would just kind of depend depend on like what you would consider a romance. Cause like I'm trying to think of a movie where it's like focused on romance. Yeah, <laughs> and more. I mean, I know there's a lot, but I'll everything I'm thinking of is like very one-sided where like someone's obsessed with the other person and they like kidnap them or something oh, like yeah, that. And yeah. I'm like, that surely doesn't count. Like a like a swim fan? Yeah, like a swim fan, or I was thinking of that other one that, ah, oh God, I can't think of the name right now, but it's where the the daughter is obsessed with that guy, and she's, like, wearing the, the dress, the, like, uh, prom dress, and she, like, her and her dad kidnap him. I don't know if I've I seen this movie. Oh, okay. Well, I can't think, if I think of the name, I'll send it to you. Okay. Because I can see it in my mind. Like, I see the parts of the movie in my mind, but yeah. the name of it is eluding me. But yeah, I will say, though, as someone who was very into romance, more so when I was growing up, I think I've maybe, uh, no, that's not true. I'm still pretty into it. I, <laughs> it was like, I was just thinking of all the things I've been watching lately. And I was like, that's no. If I'm not watching horror, I'm probably watching some type of romance, okay, like romantic comedy or like a romance TV show or something. But I will say I did used to be one of those people growing up where I was like, oh, maybe if I go to the bookstore and like, no. <laughs> and I walk through, yeah, and I'm walking through and like, oh, I just came here on my own or yeah. <laughs> and then I'll run into someone or something like that. You just go to the things. bookstore and you're like looking around like, okay, let's see what, what are my options here? Yeah. Cause I always have, that's like, they always have these very specific 
like not like other girls, girls. And I'm not going to lie. I fed into that when I was younger of those girls where it's like, oh, yeah, she eats dessert first. Uh. Or like, oh, <laughs> she like, oh, she reads when she's at a like she goes to a concert, but she's not really into the band's music. So she like brings a book. They always mm. have like those kind of girls. And you're like, oh, maybe I should maybe I should try that out. And it's like, no. No, you really shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, you can if that like makes you happy, but I promise you it's not going to you're not going to find some curly haired. No, you're going to find some predator. <laughs> you're going to you're yeah, literally you're going to a weirdo. T- yeah, like I was uh, listening to uh, I forget the podcast, but they were talking about how and again, not not to segue out of what we're talking about, but um, basically predators and how they groom children and they look for like the outcast or the mm-hmm. the girl or the boy that they know has uh like a, like there's no father figure at home or there's no the the mom is always out working late so they're always with the neighbors and then they try to fill that void of that kid right that's what you were doing you were attracting one of they were like okay this girl she's at the <laughs> library she likes she's books mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> she's all by herself well and so i wasn't even i like I didn't I was so busy when I was younger so I didn't even really do that that often I didn't start doing things like that until I was like in college right. <laughs> and even then I was like <laughs> I was in LA so everybody's weird like yeah. everybody's the weirdo <laughs> in right. LA so like nobody cared because everyone was like okay cool you brought a book to dinner like there's someone out on the sidewalk right. singing Britney Spears songs with a like a snake around there you, you around go to dinner waist. and you look around and like, everybody's there by themselves reading a book yeah basically you're like, everybody's there by themselves and I'm like oh man not my not I, my niche yes guess I'm not as 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 different as I thought but yeah I was I was very much into those like young adult mm. romance books when I was in college, when I was in college, I definitely was like still very much into them. I think that's when I was like, I can actually go out and do these things now because I have like freedom. <laughs> right. I'm trying weird. to think of what. <laughs> so in, like in high school, I wouldn't have been caught dead with a book. And then afterward. <laughs> so like when I was a young kid, I was really nerdy and I loved the Like I had all the goosebump books. I read them all front mm-hmm. to back. Um, so in, like in the summers, we would we would always be at my grandparents' house. Both my parents worked, so they, we would be at my grandparents' house, and I would always read Goosebump books, um, like The Wayside School. Do you? I don't. I, oh yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I remember this. Um, and then like as I got older, I got into like Stephen King books, which plays right into the, um, you know, the horror thing. But I don't know that I ever got into like for instance like Harry Potter books. Like all my friends were into them, but I was like, oh, that's that's fucking nerdy. Why mm-hmm. are you reading about wizards and yada yada and like. I don't know. Then, like, as I got older, I was like low key read. I'm not telling anybody. Like, I I will admit, I was that person who was super into the Twilight series. Like, okay, new book, new book came out. Gotta go get it. Want to like read it? I would finish those. Basically, I would read those all. Like, I would get them and then I would read them that whole weekend, just like morning to night and finish him up but until the last because i don't remember when 
um, like the last book came out, Breaking yeah. Dawn. I think I was, I mean, I don't know how old I was when that one finally came out. And then I got it, but I never finished it. Cause I think by that point I felt obligated to finish the series, right. but I just wasn't into it anymore. So I don't, I think I got like a fourth into it and then I gave up and I was like, ah, the movies have already started coming out. I'll, I'll see how it ends <laughs> in the movie. <laughs> That's right. Cause when I, I think, what year did those, do you remember what year those started coming out? Ooh, let me, let me see. Cause I'm trying to remember. I, I'm like, was I in middle school or high school? Cause I remember my, I think my girlfriend in high school was really into those books and like it would not have been cool for me to have read those books, you know what I mean? Like not that, yeah. it, like like for my persona at like oh hey, you know this guy's reading the Twilight books. But um, I remember her reading, and then I would like ask her like, hey, so what like what what's going on in the books, right? So then like I was like living vicariously through her, <laughs> and then like the movie started coming out, and I was like, I'm not gonna lie, I don't hate the Twilight movies to be honest with you. I don't either. Also, the first book came out in 2005. So I was in middle school when the first book came out. Okay. But um, yeah, honestly, I don't hate I don't hate the movies either. I the movies to me are just kind of like I'll just be in the mood to watch them and yeah. I'll throw them on. And I just think that they're silly fun. Like, I think I don't think they're meant to be taken seriously. Right. I, I think that they're doing the best that they could with the material. Because let's be honest, guy, it's Twilight. It's cheesy. It's cheese. It's pure cheese. Right. Like silly young adult romance. We're talking about a vampire posing as a teenager who falls in love with another, like a teenage girl. And that they're all of the circumstances around that are so ridiculous. Right. The things that happen with them are so ridiculous. So I'm like, you can't really go into the movies expecting like Bram Stoker. Like it's just, it is what it is. <laughs> I didn't hate him, honestly. And no. then like, um, I don't know. Like I've never been like a huge vampire person to be honest with you. I like, I love the underworld movies, but let's be honest. Kate Beckinsale. Is, I, I swear she made a deal with the devil because the woman does not age. Like I follow her on Instagram and it's like, you look exactly how you looked in the first. She, yeah, she looks insane. Her and Paul Rudd. I know another one, the right? Same age. Like, what's happening? Them and um, do you know who Bianca Lawson is? Uh, what's she in? She had. Did you ever watch Buffy? Mm-mm. Okay. She. I'm like trying to think of what else. Here, you know I'll look her, her up. Oh yeah. wait, have you seen? Um, shoot, we just covered this movie uh, <laughs> not too uh, long ago. What is it called? It's shameless plug. Bones. Bones. Have you seen Bones? I haven't seen Bones. Okay. Well, she's actually related, kind of. She's like Beyonce's sister-in-law, but she is an actress. Like she's famous on her own. I know she, her. What did what did I what do I know her from? She's in a lot of things. She's in Pretty she's Little like, Liars. Yes. Okay. I didn't know if you yeah, yes. She uh, she played <laughs> she played her girlfriend in Pretty Emily's girlfriend in Pretty Little Liars. Okay. But she has looked I don't know what picture they have of her, but you should look up, put like Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. next to her name, and she looks exactly the same. Wait, how old is this chick? She, I think she's in her 40s. She's 43. She was born in 1979. Mm-hmm. I would not have guessed that. Exactly. She looks exactly. She's been playing a teenager since she was a teenager because she's still playing a teenager. <laughs> like I think her last role was in high. She was like in high, a high schooler. 
I've only wow. seen her play an adult once. She was like a guidance counselor in like Teen Wolf, I think. But I've only seen her play an adult one time. Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I was like really in. I and I I was late to the game on Pretty Little Liars. So like I was like a, <laughs> I was like, who was watching it? Somebody I know. Might be my wife. She like turned it on, and I was like, I'm not fucking watching this. And like I'm sitting there, I'm like watching it, and I'm like. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, uh, okay. Like, you, you, you like, you want to watch like one more? She's like, oh, I thought you, <laughs> I thought you didn't want to watch this. So then, like, it got to the point where I did you watch that show? Oh yeah. Okay, it got to the point where it was like so absolutely asinine that it didn't make any sense. And she was like, I'm not fucking watching this anymore. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, me neither. So then I'm like low key like watching it like by myself. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> then she was like asked me something about it and I was like explaining it or maybe she heard me talking to somebody else about it she was like did you finish that and I'm like no yes <laughs> I didn't end up finishing it I don't remember where I stopped I think I stopped around the point that um, it came out that like Toby was working for A but he like wasn't really he was like doing it to help Spencer or oh, something like yeah. I think that's where I kind of jump ship because I was like, um, <laughs> it gets crazy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But I actually, I was really into it. Actually, me, me, my mom and my sister were really into it for a while. I think they kind of got over it before I did because they obviously it had started getting crazy before that and so i think for both of them they, were, they just weren't that into it once it started to get a little bit too ridiculous yeah. i was willing to hold on a little bit longer but yeah that that part like at that point i i felt i just couldn't i didn't really know what was going on anymore <laughs> like i was having a really hard time right. keeping up to all of the betrayals and who was who and who was connected to who and all of the plot lines were kind of feathering out and right. I was losing them. And so I just kind of gave up. See, I think that is a, and we talk about this all the time. Like there are shows that are made to be binge watched. And that was one of them because honestly, yeah. I feel like if I had to, in the initial stages of getting into that show had to go week to week, I don't know that I would have been able to keep with it, but mm. like, by the time I got into it, it was almost over. So, like, I was able to just sit down and just cruise through the majority of them. Oh, um, yeah. That then, makes like, sense. I think the only one I had to go week to week with was the last the last season, which mm -hmm. was a little frustrating. But at that point, you kind of saw where it was going. And I think there's, like, some weird, uh, like, kind of like, I don't, did you watch Dawson's Creek? Um, Yes, not, like... I, I I would skip around. I wasn't like a. I wouldn't walk it. Watch it weekly. I would okay. catch episodes whenever I caught them. It does thing. this weird time jump, and that show also did that toward the end. And then you kind of it kind of like goes back and explains what happens. But it's 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 it's, it's crazy. It's like it doesn't make any sense as to what actually happened. But um, mm -hmm. I mean, I can I can ruin it for you if you're never going back and watch it. But well, no, I. How it ended? Okay, because I had I had to know. I I stuck with it for long enough that I kept up with what I would read up on what was happening because okay. I didn't want to go back and actually watch it. Because yeah, I was one of those people where I was watching it week to week, and then I stopped. Time had passed, and obviously they were still coming out with it. Right. So then when they got to the final season, I wanted to know what happened 
been happening. So I looked it up and then I looked up how it ended and um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If that was the, I don't know if that was the move. Isn't it crazy? I just think that's a bit bizarre. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know how they got from where they began to where they ended. The leap is wild. It's like a lot of, I probably, again, I refuse to believe that I, I understand there are some, um, not good intention people in the world, but I refuse to believe the majority of people are uh, ill intended with their, mm-hmm. um, actions. So I feel like it was a lot of well-intentioned individuals sitting down saying, hey, how can we make this interesting but still kind of push the envelope? And I think you mm-hmm. can only push the envelope too so far yes. until it bursts. <laughs> I think the issue with them is that I do think that that show would have been much more s- successful for me if they had kept it more contained as far as a being someone that we met in an early season right and and kept that mystery rather than saying surprise british twin british twin (laughs) you've never met her but she here it is it's like i I, the the thing that kept me excited about that show was the mystery and solving who a was right and my thought process going in was that a was someone that we would meet fairly early on and then we would try and figure out throughout who out of our our crew was a so when i realized i think that's what it was when i realized it was we were slowly getting rid of a bunch of characters Characters right. that we had already been established, and I kind of realized that it wasn't going to be any of them. I think that's where I got lost because I was like, I don't want it to be somebody, a stranger, which that, it ends like, up being, right? Yeah, sort of, I was. guess. But they tried to make it. I, which really, but in spoiler alert, if you don't want to hear who it is, you might want to fast forward thirty seconds. Spencer was my favorite character throughout <laughs> the <too>. entire <laughs> yeah. show, and then I'm like. Just make it her. Mm-hmm. Like, why Why introduce this British twin that we get what? Like, I don't know. It was like the last three, maybe two or three, maybe four episodes you get that person. But like, why? Mm-hmm. Just make it Spencer. I Yeah, I honestly, I feel like they were afraid to make it one of the core four. But I wouldn't have cared. I think that honestly would have been better than either make it one of our four, make it Allison, make it Mona, make it somebody who's been here from the beginning, because I, I would, that would, although that might be frustrating, because yeah, maybe if it was Spencer, it's like, oh, I was rooting for her the whole time. Right. But then at the same time, I feel like that makes it more fun, because then you could go back and rewatch the whole show right. and try and catch up on all, or pick up on hints that it was her, like Scream. Like, it's fun I, to go back and rewatch any of the Screams yes. and be like, Oh, I see how they did this and this and that. Like that's part of the fun. Instead, they're like, surprise. I'm it's so Troy glad. and Bellasaro, but <laughs> she's British now. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that because that's exactly where I was going. And every one of our listeners is probably like, Oh God, I can already see where this train's headed. Josh is going to write the scream. But like the problem I think with like 
what they had done is they had so many episodes already out and published and, and released and written that I feel like if you went back, you'd be able to poke so many holes through that plot line of if mm-hmm. they did make it one of those people. Whereas with like Scream 5, which I admittedly love, um, <laughs> you know, I went and saw it and that's the, the entire first viewing of that movie. I was trying to figure out who the killer was. That's just what you do with the Scream movie, right? So like I mm-hmm. missed all of the genius of that movie. So then I go back the second time and watch it and I'm starting to pick up on the little clues, the way this person acts in this certain scene. And while I don't want to say it's easier to do that with a, you know, 90 minute movie, like I don't know that they could have pulled that off with, I don't know how many seasons there were, but they had so much content already yeah. published that we could probably have went back through it just like a second viewing and been like, okay, well she couldn't have been the killer because of, X, Y, yeah. Right. Whereas with like a Scream movie, it's like, I feel like that's already planned out to where you can kind of go back and uh, like Jack Quaid was great in Scream, in my opinion. I know a lot of people disagree with me, but I think he was great. And there's a certain scenes where if you watch the way he reacts to comments people make or certain things that happen, you're like, it's it's so obvious he was the killer. Yeah. It's like, and that's the fun of it is being like, oh my God, yeah. But the thing about those two is I think that, and it's half the writing and half the acting in the screams, is that a lot of the actors and the writing is played ambiguously enough that reactions could be read multiple ways. So without the knowledge, you read it one way. With it, it's totally different. They could have done that in Pretty Little Liars. I do think that... There's so many twists and turns in that show that, yes, you could go back and be like, well, in this episode, she did this. But also at the same time, if it was one of them, they're playing this long con for how many years, like maybe they slip up sometimes and maybe they don't kind of thing. Like, I don't think that would have been crazy, Yeah, but... I don't know. I, I just feel like that show would have been much better if, and maybe they did have it planned all along, but if they, but it feels like they didn't. I, I like, agree with I you. I don't think they did. <laughs> I think they did. And then they were just raking in so much money that yeah. they were like, let's keep this thing going. Cause I forget what season it is. What season do they bring Allison back? Like she's actually in it. Ooh, that's like, it's one of the, f- is it like one of the last three? seasons i feel like that's when they were like hey we've told our story let's just see how long we can extend this thing and make money right in my opinion yeah i don't know no that's that's fair i i wouldn't be surprised i feel like that happens a lot with shows that's why i love when tv shows are or even movies where they have multiple movies yeah where they're where they have a cutoff like you can when the creators already know like no this is the complete story like with the good place like they already knew what the their complete story was going to be and they're like yeah we're gonna cut it there i i think that that can be much more successful than trying to continue to pull stories right out of your head just because you're like well we could do another season right like, but should we <laughs> I don't think we should. (laughs) I agree. And I think the problem with that is that like they make so much money that it's like, let's figure out how to milk another. And then the content gets watered down. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like sometimes in it and sometimes it can be worth it and it can be fun. I there's a lot of movies where, yeah, 
although I think they went on for too long, I still find fun in the most of the installments, even the ones that I don't really like. Like, should there be that many Friday the 13th movies? No, but I enjoy most of them. So I'm not I'm not mad mad that they made as many as they did, but like (laughs) they definitely could have found a place to To, to stop. Yeah, to cut it, I think. Right. I'm with you, but I'm admittedly the guy that I'm like I am the person that says, Hey, look, I love if I like a character like the Victor Crowley character in Hatchet or Mm -hmm. I Jason is admittedly not one of my favorites, even though I do love those movies. Uh, Ghostface is my favorite. They can make 500 screen movies and I'll watch every one of them. <laughs> yeah. um, Michael Myers, I think Halloween Kills was a, a, a tragedy, but you know what? I It was on HBO Max the other day and I almost watched it. It's, mm-hmm. and, and I didn't, we did an entire episode where we just shit on this movie for two hours. So like, they just shows you like I'm, I'm, in that lane of, you know what, if we're still having fun doing it, why not do it? Like The Walking yeah. Dead, for instance. Do you watch The Walking Dead? I did. I got all the way up to, oh, God. I was in season, God, what are they in now? Season. A lot. Season 15 or something. I got up to the point where they were in like Rick and Michelle were kind of like okay leading the pack at Alexandria yep. is that where they yeah yep. i was up to there and then i kind of bebopped around i do know what happened to Rick i do cuz once again i stopped so i don't care if i get spoiled like i'm like yeah whatever i just kind of want to see what's going on in there right. now and and the thing about that is i didn't stop for any particular reason like I wasn't tired of the show I was kind of in your boat with Pretty Little Liars where I jumped into that show so late that I binged through a bunch of the seasons I caught up actually to right when Negan came is when I as when I got caught up so then I had to start doing week to week and I honestly think that that's just what it was is I I started to have to do week to week yeah I didn't really want to do week to week I stuck with it for a while and then I was just like I'm going to stop and maybe when it comes to streaming and then by the time I got to streaming, I just moved on. I I have a habit of jumping into a TV show, getting halfway through, starting a new TV show, getting halfway through and just continuing the cycle forever until I'm halfway through 75 shows. Yeah. (laughs) So I have a bad habit of doing that. And honestly, that's just kind of what happened with The Walking Dead. So I was one of those people where I know a lot of people are thinking that they they're continuing to beat a dead horse. I know they're in their final season now, but yeah. for a lot of people, they were like, it's dead. It's gone. Leave it be. Right. I actually thought that show had endless possibilities for stories. I am not, I have no issues with them focusing on the more human stories rather than the zombies. Cause I do think that's the nature of that type of story. Eventually right. the zombie Issues are going to peter out as they find ways to solve that. And humanity is the problem. So like, I don't care. I don't, I had no issues with that. I just, my, my, my interest just kind of went away for a little while and I just never went back to it. Right. So I'm, we, Abby and I started it on the first day it came out on AMC. Like I have Mm -hmm. all the, I don't have all, I have the majority of the comics, which I've read. And like I was like a Walking Dead nerd, and I think what happened is, is I burnt myself out on it. 
Yeah. Because we were watching week to week when they did uh, release an episode, we watched it, and then we had to wait till the following week. Whereas I got to the season, I forget exactly which season it was. It was, um, I forget, like four or five. And I was like, it's the same thing, right? They mm-hmm. find a place, they colonize it, then they find an enemy, the enemy comes, they destroy where they're at and have habitated, and then they kill the enemy, then they have to move on to somewhere else, you know, rinse and repeat. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. So I stopped watching it for like three years, and then it comes on Netflix, and they have all of the old seasons. So then I watch the ones I hadn't seen, and I was like, this show is still really good. Mm-hmm. And it's made, it's one of those shows that is made to be binge-watched because they yep. have so many different storylines, etc. And again, our listeners are probably like, oh, here he goes again. But <laughs> So the reason I came back to it was because they were finally introducing Negan. And I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and I love the mm-hmm. character of Negan. I think he adds a totally different element to the storyline because in my personal opinion, if you take The Walking Dead as it's written... And then you take the ne- the the Walking Dead and you write an entirely different storyline from the Negan character's perspective. You could argue that Rick Grimes is the antagonist mm-hmm. and that Negan is the protagonist. And in this past season, they have done a great job, and I really think you can chalk it up to Jeffrey Dean Morgan's acting into finally leaning into that because Rick Grimes has been the the hero and all of these storylines this whole season. And then they introduce Negan and Negan is the bad guy. But if you look at it from the other, the differing point of view, you could look at it as Rick is the bad. Rick's group mm-hmm. are the bad people because of what they did to Negan's group, etc. Nonetheless, um, I think that if you go into that series and I've been trying to get Seth to watch and he's just, he's like, I tried to watch the first season. I didn't like it. Like, okay, just stick, stick in there, bud. Mm-hmm. but yeah, it's ending, but it's like, I feel like a lot of people are shitting on it. Like, oh, it should have ended eight seasons ago. And it's like, that's because you, you're not watching it. Like, and I don't want to be the guy that says you don't, you don't like that movie because you don't get it. But like, again, I'm the guy that is like, Hey, let's just make movies that are fun. Let's like, let's put out content. That's fun. Like I'm still having fun with it. I had to take a break, Mm -hmm. but I feel like if you take a break and then you were able to, to really binge that and you really go into it, like kind of what you were saying, whereas they, flipped it as this isn't really a zombie series anymore it's a hey we are the walking dead we are Mm -hmm. the problem even in today's society in my opinion is you know like like it's our ideologies that get in our way like that's what they're portraying now and the zombies are just there to you know for collateral damage right Mm mm-hmm yeah, they're like a background problem now. And yes, I have some thoughts to go on with yours. Let me go grab another drink and I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. All right. How many cores have you drank? Just the one. Just the one? <laughs> that's, why, that's why I switched to a Moscow Mule. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like an alcoholic over here. Nah. I. That's the thing about cores is I tend to sip on that. Like I kind of get into like a relaxed like yeah take my time kind of thing so i was like yeah let me switch i'm an an alcoholic i just i just (laughs) (laughs) but those those kinds of drinks are easy to just like knock back they are plus i was honestly i was a little beat up today so i decided i needed some caffeine so i went with the diet coke and the vodka people told me that's weird but i don't really care why is that weird i don't know you drink vodka and diet soda i'm like yeah that's what i mean Vodka, you can put vodka with anything. I love it. 
And I, it's so easy to mask the flavor. I really actually, my favorite liquor is Jim Beam. But the problem is I drink way too much of it because I like legitimately like the taste of it. <laughs> so it's like, like I go way too hard. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go with the vodka. It's easy. I don't feel too terrible in the morning. So yeah, vodka is nice and easy. Well, I know for some, not for shots, but like for a mixed drink, vodka's easy peasy for me. What's your go to shot? <sighs> Like, so if I'm going to do a shot, I'm going to do like a special, like a specialty shot. Mm-hmm. Like, like when people are like, let's do like a buttery nipple or let's do like a lemon drop shot. Yeah. Like, I got to do something like that. Oh, I am the worst at taking shots because I can't. I hold them in my mouth. No. I can't. I can't like just, you know how people are just like straight down the hatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have never been able to do that. You're a swisher. So, yeah, I have to taste like drinks i do it with my drinks too i like taste them in my mouth before i swallow and i just brought that into my shot drinking process so i hold them in my mouth before i swallow yeah so the better they taste the better for me psychologically mm, that makes sense honestly <laughs> i mean i'm um funny story before we ha- i know you got some thoughts on what i mm-hmm. i just went on like a 12 minute rant about the freaking walking dead <laughs> but um my wife and I, we go out with some uh, friends of ours and we're at the bar here in town. And I mean, we ordered some shots. The couple we were with ordered some shots. As you probably know, as the night goes on, other people, you know, cause we don't live in a huge town. We live in a small town. People, you know, show up, they're buying shots. And like, by the end of the night, like my wife is like, whew, like, <laughs> like seeing triple, like, and she's like, <laughs> are you all right? I'm like, I'm fine. She was like, how are you okay? I was like, because I didn't drink a fucking single one of those shots. She was like, what do you mean? I'm like, everybody around us was here to drink tonight. I was like, I had my Miller Lite. When it came to time to do a shot, I just hand it to somebody else and they did it. She was like, mm-hmm. you didn't drink any of that? I'm like, no, I didn't drink the Fireball. I didn't drink the Captain Morgan. I oh. didn't drink the Tito's. I didn't drink Fireball. all, the, all the specialty mm-hmm. stuff because they were just like, all these people were hammered. And I'm like, Honey, you're a rookie. You don't you don't <laughs> drink it. You give it to somebody else because somebody else is like, oh, a free shot, cool, I'll take it. I'm like, yeah. Nah. I probably or, had like four. I probably had four beers in a six hour stint and didn't take a single shot. Which is honestly the way to go. You saying fireball actually reminded me. I do like, um, like when you do half rum chata, half fireball okay. shots. I do like those. I'll I've do those. I've never had that. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good because rum chata is just delicious. I'm writing it um, down. And then dude. it gets, you know, you add the fireball just to get like a little bit of that spicy cinnamon taste in, but it helps cut the taste of the fireball. So it's not just straight cinnamon. See, that's that's whiskey. my go-to shot. If they're like, let's do shots. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. I, but it has to be chilled. I won't do it unless oh, yeah. it's chilled. Warm fireball is not not the move but yeah half of half rum chata half fireball that's pretty good and it's easier to that's pretty i will say that is one that i think is actually pretty easy for me to get down but i think it's mainly because of the rum chata Mm. see the problem for me is like i actually enjoy the taste of cinnamon i I love cinnamon it's my like Mm -hmm. if if i ever meet you in person i'm probably gonna have like a big uh it's gonna look like i'm doing a chew but it's actually cinnamon (laughs) bubblegum (laughs) <laughs> in my lip 
because I like the burn of the cinnamon of gum cinnamon? on my gums. Like I, I don't know what it is. I love cinnamon. Like if I make huh. a like at night, I'll make a tea, like a green tea, and I'll put cinnamon in it. I like the taste of cinnamon. I hate the smell of like cinnamon. Like when people have those like cinnamon sticks. Yes. And they'll, they'll like put them in their Christmas trees and stuff. I yeah. hate the taste or the taste. I don't taste them. I hate the smell of those. <laughs> Why are you eating those cinnamon sticks? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do cinnamon sticks taste like cinnamon? Well, I know they put Surely. like, the, I think, yes. Long story short, yes. The, like the ground cinnamon that you get at the store for like cinnamon sugar toast, like that is like a ground cinnamon stick. But like, yeah. I know for the, um, have you ever had like the uh, moon, sh- like the cinnamon apple moonshine? No, I've had apple moonshine, but not the cinnamon apple one. Like they put, so it's basically apple moonshine, but they put like a stick, like a cinnamon stick in it and just like basically let it sit in there and it absorbs mm-hmm. that cinnamon flavor. So yeah, I, I would have to assume that the cinnamon stick likely tastes like a very strong cinnamon. Cinnamon. It probably. We sound, I, I personally sound so ignorant right now. No, I, I don't know. I but, do not know either because I've never, never tried one, but I, it's just the smell of, the smell of cinnamon is just overwhelming yeah. to me. It like feels like it just overwhelms all my senses. Okay. And so that's the only thing I'm not a fan of, but like, I love the taste of cinnamon and I love putting cinnamon in things, but if I smell like a ton of it at a time, it kind of makes me feel like sick. Okay. I could see that. See, I'm like the opposite. Like I love cinnamon. Like my, we do these, um, we actually switched. We used to use like the Scentsy burner oil things. And now we use some, I don't know, my wife did like these bath and body works, like plug in things. But like, I, mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, she's like, what do you want? I'm like, I don't care as long as it's cinnamon. <laughs> I don't care. It could be apple cinnamon. It could smell like uh, like I'm out in the middle of the woods as long mm-hmm. as there's a little bit of cinnamon flavor in there. I don't really care. Mm. And I do like like cinnamon, like apple cinnamon tea and stuff yeah. like that. I don't mind that. Like I, I don't mind that scent. But yeah, if it's like a candle or something like that. I love like, how you say cinnamon. What? <laughs> I love it. Say it again. Say cinnamon. Cinnamon? Cinnamon. Say it again. <laughs> no, no. no, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Just say cinnamon one more time. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. It's so fast. Like cinnamon. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. I kind of like cinnamon. And then I got like a little bit of cinnamon. It was, <laughs> I like it. It's cool. I never realized. <laughs> you, you speed up. Like you start at cinnamon. I start at like a normal pace and yeah. then I'm like, I gotta get away. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. I, I enjoy it. The problem for me, like, is if I'm out somewhere and like we have something that's cinnamon flavored, fuck, I mm-hmm. do it too. I also rush the, the, the double N's <laughs> and cinnamon. But I'm like, this tastes like fireball. And they're like, it tastes like cinnamon. <laughs> I'm like, it tastes like fireball to me. And like, that's because you are an alcoholic. But fireball is like a different level. I feel like I love fireball it. is like fireball feels like if you just open your mouth and be like, yeah. ooh, and inhaled <laughs> cinnamon. That's what fireball <laughs> basically is. It's like the cinnamon challenge, but also you get drunk uh, <laughs> at the end of it. 
<laughs> some of my worst, um, I won't say memories because they're, in my opinion, I tell my daughters this all the time. I'm like, girls, life is all about stories, okay? At the When you're on your deathbed, you're going to remember back to all these great stories that you had throughout your life, right? Like, mm-hmm. life is all about stories. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. <laughs> but there's some great ones out there. So always remember the great ones. Anyway, some of my greatest I won't say accomplishments because it was me at my worst, but it came from cinnamon alcohol. For instance, my sister (laughs) got married and at her um, reception, I drank uh, Tennessee Fire, which is Jack Daniels cinnamon whiskey, and I made an ass out of myself. However... Like, I wasn't, like, like rude or nasty. Like, I was just, like, I was, I was having a really good time. Yeah. And everybody else, here's the problem, Erica, is that I was at, like, a 15, and everybody else was at, like, a 6. Oh. You never want to be at a 6 at a wedding. That's what I, that, that's exactly what I said. At least, I feel like, keep it at a steady 8. Because, you know, you, like, you got to get through the toast and the food, and, and yeah. you kind of have to, like you know, chill out for that. Sure. But the nice thing about being at an eight is that as soon as the music starts, you're like, you're, you're ready to be at a 10. Yeah, I agree. I was like, and Seth, uh, Seth from HMC, he was at the wedding and, um, he, I think he still has pictures. So long story short, the night ended and, um, well, everybody else's night ended and it ended <laughs> up being my sister her then husband well still now her they just got married so her now husband <laughs> then just became her husband he's new into the family seth my wife um and a couple other people there long story short i ended up passed out face down on a picnic table um while everybody else was like trying to figure out how like what is going on right now and i'm i was just like i've had my fun he was like, you know, you were dancing and look at me. Do I, do I look like the kind of guy that did the dance? You can be honest. Okay. I will not take offense. Do I look like the kind of guy that dances well? Look, here's my, this is my motto. Everybody can dance. Okay. Everybody can dance. I truly believe that everybody can dance because dancing is just about feeling the music. Sure. Finding the beat is the challenge. Okay. That's what I think. Dancing is easy. That's true. But if you're trying to hit the beat, you yeah. got to find it. That's okay. that's the that's the struggle. And I imagine if you were drunk at that point, uh-huh. I imagine that finding the beat was a challenge for you. You're being kind. What you're really saying <laughs> is, let's just dissect through all of the bullshit. What you're saying is, I don't look like a guy that dances well. I disagree. Well, dance as well. I think you look like a guy that dances. Wants <laughs> <Likes> to dance. <laughs> you look like you have a good time out on the dance floor. <laughs> and everybody that's with me has a good time. It's just when yeah, you see like a, videos the next day, you're like, oh, <laughs> probably shouldn't have done. I'm like uh, in Hitch. You see, I'm sure you've seen the movie Hitch mm-hmm. with, with our good uh, our our good friend Will Smith, who likes to slap other people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I need to stay right here. This is me, right? Like what he what he yeah. tells Kevin James, like you know, what? stay right there. I swear I should stay, but I'm like I'm nope. After some fireball, I'm After I'm some doing fireball. some. Spins. And if the right song hits, sometimes it's hard to stay right there. 
That's true. You play a good hillbilly country song, and I, I might be out there square <laughs> dancing, and I've never square danced before. I don't know, but I might try it out. Did you ever have to do like line dancing at school? Uh, no, but I will tell you, my grandparents were proficient square dancers. So we would go here. Here's what a hillbilly I am. We would go to like local, like the, uh, we have this thing called the corn festival. We have a mm-hmm. thing called a bean festival. So I distinctly remember going to the bean festival here. Uh, it was probably 20 minutes from our town and watching my grandparents square dance in the middle of this whole thing, like a big group, this this whole square dancing group, and we would like eat our bean soup and like watch (laughs) them square dance. How terrible is that? Was it just like for fun or was it like a competition? Uh, You know, I don't remember, but I remember like they took it very seriously. Yeah. They were like boot scooting boogie (laughs) So you're talking line dancing like Brooks and Dunn, Boot Scoot and Boogie, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Because I remember doing that in elementary school in gym class. I remember us, I think it was like half line dancing, half square dancing. Because I do remember having to dance with like other kids, like having like hold hands and like yeah. <laughs> sashay around with other kids. And I remember doing, we like did like Cotton Eye Joe and like songs okay. like that. But it was like half of that. It was at the same time that we did cup stacking. It was like half and half. It was like a unit. What is cup stacking? You've never done. You've never seen cup stacking? I don't think so. I know like like flip cup. No, cup stacking is like it was really huge in the 90s. (laughs) And it was when you'd have like plastic cups, like eight plastic cups, and they would time you and you would have to undo them and stack them and then unstack them as fast as possible what yeah and it was like it was a sport for i don't know if it was a sport but it was like a thing for a while like they were doing cup stacking competitions and you and then they would add more so sometimes it'd be eight sometimes it'd be 16 or sometimes you'd have to do like six 12 six and you'd have to like stack them up unstack them and keep going like that until you had them all stacked back in one neat stack. You're going to have to look this up on YouTube when we're done. Cause it was, it was wild and it was serious. Like it was serious business. I got rum, I remember shot sweating. of fireball and cup stacking written down here. Like I remember sweating going up to cup stack. Cause I was like, I gotta beat my time. <laughs> like, were it was nervous. Serious business. Yeah. <laughs> Cause if you flinch or you do something wrong and you miss the cup, then like you don't stack it accurately. And the whole thing would just fall. Yeah, it would fall. And then you'd have to like, even if it fell or something, you'd still have to get them all stacked. So you just look clumsy and you don't want that. You don't want to be the gal that cannot cup stack. No, you don't want that at all. But you so if you don't mind me asking, where did you grow up at? So I grew up, my, my dad was in the military, so we moved around a lot, but mainly I grew up in Colorado Springs. Is that in Colorado? Yeah. Is that a, is that a stupid <laughs> question? No, no, it's not. It's, it is in Colorado. It's like an, um, it's about like an hour south of Denver, which I feel like okay. is what you probably, yes. most people probably know of Colorado, but yeah, I grew, I, from elementary school through high school, I was in Colorado Springs. Okay, so what, like what I don't I don't know the culture out there. I honestly don't. I'm from Ohio. I've lived in Ohio my entire life. Mm-hmm. I travel throughout the Midwest frequently for my 
profession. Um, so I'm familiar with those cultures, and I can tell you that they're very similar to Ohio. Like, what is the culture in Colorado? Colorado is kind of like a hodgepodge of people at this point. I guess growing up, like, I grew up more in... Colorado's very... As a state, I would say it's pretty varied. You have, like, big city life, but then it's also, like, you also have these really small mountain towns that feel very similar to, like, living out in the country. Okay. Because the houses are really spaced apart. It's, like, all about nature. A lot of people that move to Colorado are, like, really wanting to be more nature-oriented because they, like, can go up into the mountains. There's a ton of trails. You can go into the woods. And that's like a huge pool for a lot of people. But then at the same time, if you go to Denver, it's a lot of younger people now. There's a shit ton to do there all the time. It's like okay. high buildings, restaurants, bars, clubs. Um, but Colorado Springs was like one of those weird middle grounds where growing up, Colorado Springs is where you go when you want to retire. Like if okay. you live in Colorado, you're like, Oh, I'm retiring. I'm going to move to the Springs. Right. And so there wasn't really anything to do when you were younger. So okay. I was, I, I liked growing up in Colorado Springs, but there wasn't a ton of diversity and you were just kind of bored. Like there okay. wasn't very much to do if you were a kid, except for go to like skate city. Was that a skating like, rink? Yeah. It was a skating <laughs> rink. <laughs> you can go to skate city, you go to the mall and okay then just like go grab some food or stuff. But, and, um, like once, so once I, I knew I, once I graduated, I was like, I'm going to move. I need to move out of Colorado. Realistically, I probably could have just moved to Denver and I probably would have found like what you were looking for. The culture. Yeah. Like that nightlife I was looking for, yeah. but I, I really wanted to leave. Like I was like, I, cause we had moved around so much before we got there. And then since we moved to Colorado, my dad retired and we had been there for so long that I just kind of wanted to like go out and see different things. Right. But I'm I'm back in Colorado now because once I moved, like I moved to L.A. And every time that I went home to Colorado, I was like, yeah, this is nice. Like, this is really nice and relaxing <laughs> and and fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's just kind of fun to just not be moving all the time right like hustling and bustling all the time sure so i ended up moving back to colorado but when i originally moved back i was closer to denver well that's kind of where we're at like we can get if we want to which i'm at the point in my life and again i don't i'm 34 i'll be 35 in december but like i'm at the point where we have two we have a six and an eight year old like our partying days for the most part like going out partying are pretty much subside like we're done with that like there's no for me no value in doing that mm -hmm. versus like hanging out at the house and we have people our friends come over etc but if like if we want that we can get there we're an uber rides away from doing that if we want to me yeah because what i do for a profession i'm like i have no desire to go out like when i'm home i'm home uh, but we have the ability to do it so like we are out in the county but it also feels like and realistically we could be anywhere we want to be in 20 minutes where we have that kind mm -hmm. of vibe right if we want it but now i'm with you it's like i'm at the age where it's like eh, 
can't like it, you know, it's cool to do that like maybe like a few times a year, but for the most part, just like leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was I was like all about when I lived in the springs, I was like really into clubbing and stuff. Okay. Like me and my friends would go out every week, kind of a thing. Yeah. But that's because all the other times throughout the week, I was we were working, we were right. not doing anything. And like I said, even when you're in your 20s there. There's just really not that much to do. So we would always look forward to like Thursday, Friday and go to the club and like do that kind of a thing. But then after a while, like some of my friends moved. That's the thing, too, was a lot of my friends don't live in Colorado. Like half of my really good friends live in L.A. from my college days. Okay. And then the friends that I did have in Colorado, we've like we've all moved and kind of dispersed. Yeah. So that's another thing is I'm like, my friends are like the, like I'll talk to them on the phone and stuff, but the friends that I actually want to like do stuff with and hang out with, I, they're not central to me anymore. Okay. And I'm not super great at making friends. I think I've (laughs) discovered (laughs) as an adult, (laughs) like I just, I, I, I have this thing where I guess, I mean, I guess I am to a certain degree, like if I'm working with people and stuff, I can make friends with my coworkers and things like that. But as far as meeting people out and about and like striking up a conversation and, and letting that lead into different things, right? that is not a strong suit of mine. Real? I wouldn't have guessed that based on having a podcast and Despite, I don't care what anybody says, this is not an easy thing to do. Like, for instance, you and I have never talked to each other right. outside of IMing on Instagram, right? Yeah. And we've been talking for an hour and 47 minutes at this point. So, like, I would not <laughs> have guessed that. Like, like my wife makes fun of me because I, she calls me an extroverted introvert. Like, I would prefer to stay mm-hmm. home. But, like, if we do go out and we're out, play, I, I can talk to anybody about anything and like i honestly i have a good time doing it but at the same time i would prefer to like be here doing this yeah yeah definitely and i think maybe i let allow myself to maybe get too in my head about that and be like oh man i wish i was home or like i wish i was doing x y and z right but i also think too i have this like I have a thresh. I think after specifically after the pandemic, like I have a threshold that's getting like slowly closer and closer to the bottom. Yeah. Where I, I, I don't know what it would be for me to be like, oh yeah, I could be friends with this person or something. But I get to this point in conversations with people just when I'm out and about where I'm like, I just want to be by myself like I didn't come here (laughs) to potentially have a conversation right this is kind of taking me off guard I think that's what it is a lot of times is when I go out I'm never going out expecting to 
right. talk to someone or meet someone new or, right. or strike up a conversation. And it takes me off guard when that happens. And I think I allow myself to kind of lock up and instead of saying, oh, okay, this is different, but whatever, I'll go with it. I'll flow with it. Right. Rather than do that, I say, this isn't what I wanted. So I'm kind of just not into it. And I think that's just like a me problem. I think I just kind of need to let myself go with the flow more often. Cause maybe I would make, maybe I would meet someone that I'm like, Oh yeah, this is really nice. And this person is really cool, but I don't know. I don't think I ever allow myself to even get to that point where that could happen sometimes. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's weird. And I know I've heard this before. People are like, yeah, you get older and you just kind of, it maybe it gets harder to like meet people because you don't have those places where it's kind of natural where you're like, oh, I see you all the time. I see you right. every day. So we're we're gradually naturally going to strike up a friendship. Right. Like I, I know that that's maybe just a part of life. And, and like it doesn't really bother me too much besides those times where I'd be like, yeah, it would be nice if. I had someone I could call right now and just say, hey, let's go for a hike or like, hey, let's go do this thing. But I honestly don't even really feel that way too, too often. Maybe like once a week, I'll I'll get that. But I it's it's just interesting to me because I'll think back on those times where. I was younger or like your daughters where they're like, you know, going to be going through it in school where they're making and losing friends. Right. But it was such a it feels like such a a big like it feels like such a big deal now to me where I'm like man making friends is crazy but I think back to it in school and I'm like how did we even become friends like I can't pinpoint it I don't right. know what it was but like there was a moment in time something happened and then all of a sudden we were best friends and I just feel like that like lightning moment yeah I lost that when I like got out of school or I stopped working a regular job, like those lightning moments don't happen for me anymore. (laughs) And I mean, it's, I guess it's understandable. And I'm sure for people who are more social, that's not the case. Like they do still have those moments, but I've never been to, I, I think I'm a social person, but I burn out pretty quickly. And when I'm struck with many people that I don't know, I'm much, much more comfortable, like being an observer than I am being an active participant in things that are going on. That's a good point too, because, um, so I'm in this like online course and we do these personality assessments and it's like, whether you're like a type A or a type B or whatever, and it's like, you can, you know, whether you just kind of like you sit back and you go with the flow or you like to control the conversation and and Mm -hmm. lo and behold, I'm the person who likes to control the conversation, right? Which is (laughs) hilarious to me because I'm like, so I got this like 14 page assessment of like my personality. Oh, wow. So I go through it and I read it. And if you want, I'll send you the information. It's like, uh, it's a, it's not that expensive to do, but it's actually really uh, interesting to read the results. Mm Mm-hmm. But it didn't tell me anything I didn't already know because it's like, uh, if you look at my friendship circle, like if it weren't for me, like organizing these hangouts or like organizing our guys trip, every like this, this stuff wouldn't happen. And then like, I even analyze it down to where like, 
God forbid, let's say I got hit by a bus tomorrow. I don't know that any of my friends would hang out with each other, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just like like I'm the nucleus of that whole friendship circle, which again, I'm not like tooting my own horn or anything. It's just the way that it is when you look at it from an analytical standpoint. But it's like, yeah, that that survey I took and the results I got from it are 100% on par with my personality. So it's kind of interesting to see the results you get back. And it kind of tells you a little bit about your personality and how you interact with other people. And what I really liked about it was that it tells you like what your faults are. Like, hey, you probably mm-hmm. talk you probably talk too much. Maybe you need to listen a little better. Uh, maybe you need to take other people's ideologies and um, opinions into consideration when making decisions, etc. So it was really interesting to to kind of see that because honestly, it fit right in line with kind of how I knew I was, but like I needed somebody, like this third party, to tell me, like, hey, like these are the things you need to focus on. Yeah. So it, it was pretty interesting. Yeah. It, and I think it's weird. Like, I do think it's really important to, like, look within yourself and be like, okay, what are things that I'm maybe right. pulling in that I could do better at not do? Because I, I will say I it's actually my resolution this year was I have this habit of feeling I, I've always been this way. I have this habit of, like, not wanting to be like forgotten within a friend group. So like if people are doing things and I'm like, oh, I'm friends with all those people, but like, why didn't I get to do that thing? Or like, why didn't I get invited there? Or like on social media, it's like everybody's posting for this one friend's birthday. And then like your birthday rolls around and maybe it's not at that big of, and it feels like it's not as big of a deal kind of a thing. I, I have a habit of latching on to those things and like really obsessing about them and being like, well, maybe I am like that, that shadow friend who's like, (laughs) who's there, but like not in the forefront where it's like, yeah, you know, this person is your friend is always going to be your friend, but they're not, you don't immediately think of them. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, Jessica and Casey and Lexi and, and Erica. Like that's like, I have always had this feeling of like, oh, I know I don't really want to be that person. Right. But then I, I panic that I am that person but really in the grand scheme of things I'm like that's not that big of a deal like and that's something that I've had to really I think come to terms with and I think when I start to get into those modes where I'm like is that bad that I'm not that I don't have someone that I hang out with super often is that bad that I don't have someone who like calls me every day or talks to me every day or is like, let's go do this and this and this. But I'm like, I think I only feel that way because I panic and think that I'm going to be left behind. Right. But I'm like, no, it's just like we're growing up and not everybody is important all times of the day because I'm like, I have to admit to myself, I do that too. I have friends where I won't, they'll text me and I'll forget to text them back for like two months. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I can't sit here and pretend like it's a it's it's focused on me because then right. I'm like, I, like, I'm not the center of everybody's universe and it's not fair for me to be. And so I think it's OK to have those friends where you're like, I know we're friends and that's fine. And that's OK. And like, I'm just having to get OK with that. Right. As I get older, because I'm like, it's 
as I, the older that you get, like that's, this shit's going to be so irrelevant. Like I, I, as I, agree, I, get older. I think that's like the point that I'm at because I, and my wife, Abby and I, we, we find it comical. Like we'll be at, you know, sitting around at night and we'll be scrolling through Instagram or whatever. And it's like, I wonder if that, and again, I, not to go all, you know, into the social media realm, but I feel like, and you probably agree, people post the happy points of their life. They mm-hmm. don't, some people do post the down points of their life, but for the most part, social media is a um, photo. It's a highlight reel. It is. It's like you don't, see, you see all these great things that people you went to high school with or college with are doing, but you don't see the down points they have, right? Or they only post the positive thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this isn't realistic. This isn't realistic to everyday life, to to the, the people in our friendship groups, the people in our same social class that are, you know, doing the things we're doing every day. You only see the positives and that can be detrimental to other people's psyches because they're like, oh, then you're comparing yourself to what that person may or may not have actually accomplished, but that's what's being shown on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, TikTok. So it's like, it's it's comical to us because we're like, this doesn't matter. In the grand scheme of things, like you said, does it really matter? Probably not. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I'd be lying if I were sitting here saying, like, well, I look at it and I'm like, oh man, like, I wish, you know, like, I, I wish yeah. I would have done that. Yeah, it's like it... In the future, past this moment of time, it's really not going to matter because in a week, I'm going to forget about this post. But in the moment, it feels like such a big deal. And I think it's because it brings me back to those days where I was in high school counting how many people had written in my yearbook compared to how many people had written into like other people's yearbooks. And like, what did Mm -hmm. they say to me compared to you? Like, do they like me as much as you kind of a thing. <laughs> and I feel like social media at some sometimes feels like that. It feels like a big yearbook that everybody is like, you know, posting their best pictures from right. the highlight moments of the year. And you're getting to see what other people think of them. And you're getting to see what other people also say about their friends. It's like they, they post these pictures and tag all of their friends there. And you're like, dang i wish i was part of the (laughs) part of the yearbook committee or like yeah i wish i was at the homecoming game and like all these things that like i don't remember that i don't i don't even know where my my yearbooks are now and so i imagine in a couple years i'm going to forget about all of this stuff but i think it's just that weird point in time where i still i i feel like i'm in that moment in my life where I'm like, I am an adult. I've been an adult. And I know, although I recognize that, I still feel as though I have these moments of my early 20s that I'm still kind of holding on to, even though I don't really do those things anymore. Or or I I still get an inkling every once in a while that I'm like, yeah, it would be nice to go do this thing or, or go out to a club or like hang out with my friends and just kind of like go to brunch or whatever. But then at the same time, I'm at that threshold where I'm like, but I also don't really want to do those things anymore. So I just feel like I have this, I'm at that space where I'm, I, 
I'm like back and forth almost every day where I'm like, all I want to do is sit on the couch today <laughs> and watch TV. But then the next day I'm like, I wish I did more with my day. I wish right. I, I had gone and done something. And so I just, I think that I'll eventually reach that day where I'm like, now I'm like, I'm, can, it's fine. Like it's right. really not that big of a deal. Right. I'm content with where it's at, but I just don't think I've gotten to that point yet. Cause I think I'm still in this weird, like limbo phase mm-hmm. where I have these like urges at times where I'm like, I remember when I did this thing with my friends and that was so fun. Like, it kind of sucks that I don't do that anymore. Right. But at the same time, like, I'm also happy with the things that I'm doing now. So why is it that big of a deal? Right. No, I, I 100% agree. I think, um, again, I'm not the, and we talked about this earlier, I'm not the best at social media. Like, I don't know all the Instagram <laughs> yeah. algorithms and how to get the the most likes out of a post. But like, and I'd be lying if I said I didn't do this, but like to to go on there, and I think that a lot of society's um, downfall right now, or not even downfall, but like our, a lot of depression, maybe we'll we'll go with that, is that we're so comparative to what other people are doing, and we don't even know if that's the reality of what's happening, right? You just you happen to go on there. And so and so bought a house, and they live in this great neighborhood, etc. But like, we don't know what if they've overextended themselves in terms of their financials, or like what they posted that great picture of that beautiful house with that beautiful wife and kids, and their dog, mm-hmm. and their cat, and their hamsters, and it's like after they posted that, they went inside, and like life is not great, right? So it's like I feel like again, this is me you know life according to josh it's like (laughs) focus on your own house your own happiness stop comparing yourself to other people you know at the end of the day if you did the best you could with the what you have and you've you know you've continued to grow as a person as a society to help society like what more can we ask for right like Mm -hmm. i don't know yeah and i i mean that's just like the nature of life too is it's like if everybody was meant to live the exact same life right then we would like it would just we would all be like cut it'd be cut from cloth and we'd all just be like cool we're all gonna do this thing and for a while i think that will actually was the case is that although everybody wasn't living the same life it was expected that you would reach these milestones at right. a certain point. And I, and I think that a lot of that's changing. People are doing things more on their own time and mm-hmm. they're like, no, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I feel like. And, and right. we'll get to it when we get to it, which is awesome. And I think that that, however, even though I think we are more accepting of that and we are all more like, yeah, whatever, let's, we'll make our own way. Let's we'll, we'll pave our own path. I do still think it's totally fair for us to fall into these pitfalls of being like, oh, but, but even though maybe they're not super happy behind the scenes, but like they reached a big milestone and that is crazy maybe in comparative to where you are. But I also think that those things are, you, you have to be aware of like, I think those things are good in certain amounts. Like you can see stuff like that and be like, that is what I strive 
life for. Like, right. I want to get to that point and be like, I want to get there. I want to get a house. I want to have the family. Like, that's awesome that they got there. And I, that's where I want to go. And you can let that push you. But I, I think if you ever get to the point where you're like, oh, I'm obsessing <laughs> or I'm feeling like really shitty, right? that's where you can get bad. And I think social media is just so hard to balance because I, I do this too, where I find myself just scrolling <laughs> and scrolling <laughs> and just, it's so easy to lose time on there. It really and, is. And you're like, how long have I been? I will, because my, t- <laughs> like when I'm, when I go use the bathroom, like that's me. That's like my time. Right. Like I'll sit on the toilet. I'll read stories. I'll play right. games. 100%. I'll like do all these things. And, yep. and that's one of the things where I'll be scrolling through social media and I'm like, my legs are getting numb. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get up. But I think it's just so easy with social media to be on this endless loop of like, it is. God, there's just so much. Everybody's just doing so. And then it doesn't help that it's like half the people I'm following are people I know in real life, Mm -hmm. people who maybe their lives are a little bit more in tune with mine, a little bit more attainable. Right. But I'll see that. And then the next thing I see is like a celebrity at Coachella, like drinking free alcohol and like do it. And and so you just kind of have to like, you have to balance it out. You have to say like, this is fun to look at. Right. But it's not necessary in my life. And then like find a good balance but it is it it is hard when you're like there's a lot of different things mixed into my feed and oh same like they have i don't know so what's going down. on like these <laughs> algorithms they have are so perfect to like based on what you've searched what you liked mm-hmm. what you shared on your own yeah. store like it's if you like, saw like a reel like I, yeah. i've had some things get suggested to me where you're like because you watched a reel from blah 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 i'm like who when did I watch this <laughs> reel? And I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but Instagram has followed people for me. Oh, before. I haven't had that. Really? I Instagram will, f- I, they'll, I swear, I, cause I don't remember following these people. And I, and when I look on their page, I'm like, I would never follow this person <laughs> because I don't know what on their page would have attracted me. But like those big accounts, like those big accounts, yeah, yeah, like, I got you. 800,000 followers and they yep. just post like meme videos or stuff like right. Instagram will follow them for me. Open up following them for me. Yeah. It might. I might be in trouble. But they might because I, I only know because they'll post every once in a while and it'll pop up on my feed and I'm like hmm. No. I don't know. I know that no. we, so we have Alexa's <laughs> like all over the house and I'm like Oh yeah! Like you can tell when she's listening because, like, right now she's lit up blue, like. But like Abby and I will have be like having conversations, and she'll like light up red. Oh my god! Look, I'm almost out of vodka here. She'll like. I was about to say. I was wondering if you would, because I knew I was like I know he hasn't gone to his beers yet, so I know he still has some, but not yet. Let's see, one, two, three. So I'm like, that's empty. Uh, I'm like (laughs) six, six vodka drinks deep at this point. Okay, I guess that was my last Masco Mule, so I'm back to Coors. Nice. <laughs> At least I've got some some stuff. I had some other stuff down there, and I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm in the mood for that, because I had like a cold brew cocktail. Ooh, I wouldn't drink that. No. No, I always have beer in the fridge. The great thing is, like, generally when we have like our guys' nights or card nights, like, it's always here. 
So everybody leaves their beer here. And I like one buddy that's real into like IPAs and like craft beer, which I, I do not do. I like mass yeah. produced beer. Um, <laughs> but I have other good buddies that bring like big cases of Miller or Bush or Bud, Bud White, whatever. I'm like, yeah, just stick it in the fridge. They always leave it. So like, yeah. Yes. And it's always <laughs> yeah. here. Perfect. Yeah. I'm really, I've also, I'm also like really into sours. I actually, I should have looked down there and seen if I had a sour. Cause I actually think that I do somewhere down there, but I have this like mimosa beer mm. that is really good down there, Yeah, but I haven't touched it. Cause that's what I drink when we did our, uh, drunk episode for eight legged freaks. Yeah. I was going to bring that up. It's, it's on my, in my brain of things to bring up, <laughs> but I haven't done it yet. And I, I drank five of those for that and I have one left and I just, I, I haven't been able to go back to it yet. Roshane was roasted, dude. Well, cause he was drinking, he was drinking like some, uh, he was drinking Bailey's or Bailey's. Something. I'm like, how much Bailey's do you have to drink to get that drunk? He was, he was pouring a lot. Cause the issue was <laughs> we were playing. I'm like, oh. The way that he was pouring the Baileys, it was very like he was the sips that he was taking. I was like, you might as well just chug your drink because like <laughs> you're playing that drinking game. Yeah. And for some of those, for some of the scenes, we it would be eight sips by the time we tallied up everything. Oh, wow. So he'd basically finish his drink in a couple of scenes. And then he would have to pour more Baileys. And I told him, I was like, this is, I don't know if you're even going to have enough Baileys for the drinking game that we're playing. And we went into it thinking when we read the drinking game yeah. prior to watching the movie, we thought we would be drinking a lot, but it didn't seem that bad. <laughs> I think it was about 15 minutes in that we realized that it was it was hitting a lot of stuff in the movie. We thought it was going to be much more spaced out yeah. than it actually was. And and it wasn't. No, it was a lot. It was a lot. We're doing a cat. So we do a yearly cabin trip for the podcast. And I'm wondering if maybe we'll try this uh, eight legged freaks drinking game because after, I would recommend it after listening to that. Like he couldn't eat, like it was hilarious. Like I was mowing the yard the other day, listening to you guys. And I was like, this dude is like gone. I had to cut out. I left in a bit of his synopsis. Yeah. Struggle. I had to cut out a lot. Oh, yeah. It was a lot, it was a lot <laughs> longer than that. And I had. To, I ended up having to cut out quite a bit of it. But I was like, I'm going to leave a little bit in there because it's fun. But yeah, he just he, it's just so funny, too, because both of us tend to get the giggles when we've been drinking a lot. Okay. And it's just so funny because he doesn't like he, when he laughs like really hard, it's already funny to me. Yeah. So then adding in alcohol was just not helping at all. <laughs> it was very, it was a lot of fun. I very much enjoyed it, but I think cause we had done our previous St. Patrick's episode. We had, like we had when we drank all the way through the movie, we kind of took a little break before we recorded. So like halfway through our recording, we both felt like we were sobering up, but we also yeah. didn't drink as much in that episode because we made up 
our own drinking game for that one. Okay. And so we didn't drink as much as we thought we were going to. So I think we both kind of overcompensated Mm. in this, the one this year, like we were drinking pretty, like taking some pretty big (laughs) chugs because we were like, oh, we got to be drunk right through this episode. You guys were definitely drunk. Mistake. We were we were the we had reached our drunkest point by the time we finished the episode because we also didn't take a break after watching the movie. Like we jumped right into recording. It was fun. It was great. It was it was worked perfectly for the episode. But <laughs> I was dying laughing. Oh my god! It was there it were was points rough. where was... he couldn't finish a a sentence. Yeah, he kept losing his train of thought. Yeah, <laughs> he kept I was losing like... his train of thought. And I was like, I get what you mean. I get what you're trying to say. It's fine. Yeah, you would like fill in. You're like, I think what you mean is, and I'm like, okay, all right, I'm with you. I was, I was like, there too, but it was like, okay, all right. And that and that's the benefit I think we both realize of watching the movies for those ones watching the movies together is a because it's just fun to do the drinking game together. Right. But the nice thing about watching it together is I think we kind of talk through the movie. And so then by the time we record, like I knew I knew what he was trying to say because right. he had mentioned it prior and the same for me. So we could kind of like fill in the blanks for each other if we needed to, because we both knew what the other person really was like latching on to. Right. Because you'd already experienced it, right? Yeah. 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 No, I was I was uh, that was this past weekend. I was I would listen to that one and was laughing. I was like, oh, man, they're they're roasted because we. Uh, yeah. We did an episode, so we do these. We at this point we have like fifty-seven different segments. We've got the HMC <laughs> yeah. episodes, the Krubies episodes, the cocktails episodes, the coffee with the crew episodes. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Crew reviews, uh, crew quickies. Like it's like we have like six, seven different segments we do. But um, we had done one for the movie Becky when it first uh, had come out, mm-hmm. and. It was our own fault, but we had uh, done a Krubies request with the Elm Street guys. This was the first episode we ever did with guests. So we it was a nightmare to get set up. And once I start drinking, I got to keep drinking. So like we were drinking, <laughs> yeah. setting up. We had the Elm Street, uh, the podcast on Elm Street guys on, and we did the movie uh, Terrifier, which is the Art the Clown mm. movie. Mm-hmm. Which was a blast. One of you know, we had a blast doing the episode, hanging out with. I have become like really great friends with those guys. I talk to those guys every day. Yeah, um, they're awesome. They're so nice. They really are. Don't go listen to their podcast until you listen to Homies of Horror and <laughs> HMC first. But um, so we did that. Drank a lot. Watched the movie Becky, and then came back to do a crew review on that. And like. I think the recording is like eight minutes long, but it's like we could not get I, like I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. Seth can't stop laughing. Jessica is like confused. She's like, what is going on right now? It's like <laughs> it's a disaster, but it's like that's when we were like, OK, like we know where our threshold is for alcohol consumption and recording. Yeah. Right. It's so hard to with things like that, because you want to be drunk enough that people yeah. know that you're drunk because that's the fun is, is you want people to tell that like, okay, yeah, they've been drinking, but right. you don't want to go too far where the episode is going to be 
grating to listen to because yes. the hard thing about being drunk is you're not as funny to sober people <laughs> as you are to each other because it's like you know you're the alcohol is allowing for some things to maybe hit a little bit different than if you weren't drinking right and so you still want to make it enjoyable so that when people listen back to it they're like okay yeah this is fun but not <laughs> too much <laughs> where people are like i don't know what's, i i can't i don't know what they're trying to That's say exactly like, correct incoherent <laughs> It's a very fine line that it really you is. have to. It's like a lot of trial and error, unfortunately, for the people that are drinking. <laughs> it, honest to God, it is. Because what's funny is when we first started doing this, and I feel like we did this because we had to like get that like liquid courage, right? Like we would drink pretty heavily when we were doing these episodes. And like I remember like our first probably 30 episodes, I was drinking it easy eight or nine beers per episode really yeah i really was this is and jess was drinking trulies and seth was drinking wine and like we were just like it's how we felt comfortable right doing yeah. this and because i was gonna say i couldn't tell i if that like, was the case it- <laughs> there's a few episodes i can go back to and i can probably tell you when i was like at my breaking point because i i do the majority <laughs> of the talking because i do the discussion and i kind of mm-hmm. navigate where the episodes go but like i was like okay like but now it's hilarious because like we do it now and none of us drink. Like I drink a coffee and have like a couple waters. Seth drinks water. Jess will swing through Starbucks. Like none of us drink at all while we do this. Mm-hmm. And the there again, my personal opinion, our episodes are so much better now than if you go back and let, like I tell people, like if somebody like Instagram messages us and says, "Hey, what episode should I start?" and I'm like, "With the most recent and work your way backward because they're only going to yeah. get worse as you go backward." And it's like it's so funny cuz I again, I think we needed that liquid courage to like do this, but like now it's like none of us drink at all mm-hmm. and I think we're funnier, we're more on par with what's going on. We have better in-depth conversations about the movie itself, the you know, the um the messages within the storyline, like we have, like I, I just think it goes better now versus then when we were drinking. Yeah. But then I get to do these episodes where all I do is drink and we have absolutely <laughs> no, like I, I know we have to get back to the walking dead at some point. Cause you had oh, some right. comments mm-hmm. you wanted to make about that. But like, that was like an hour and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> Oh yeah, no, but that's, I love going back and listening to like, the first episodes that people did. I what I when I find a new podcast, I'll usually start with just a movie that I'm interested in. Right. And then I'll kind of go from there. But yeah, I love going back to people's first episodes because it's just so fun to see how much it's how much it is different, but then yeah. also like what is the same about the show. And we actually just did this because we, we recorded our 100th episode yesterday and I did this thing. I wanted to like do a game that was kind of like that, like looking back. So I went back to our old episodes. I pulled out random clips and then I played them for Roshane and he had to guess what episode it was from. <laughs> but it was so weird to go back to our beginning episodes and listen to 
the conversations that we had and just how things were and then kind of like go up through the timeline right. and and see where like the changes were made. Cause I thought for sure, I was like, I'm going to be able to tell, like, I'm going to reach a point and I'm going to be like, oh yeah, this is like the switch. This is when we started to get like better at tech and all these things. And I didn't really find that. Like, I didn't really find the moment where I was like, oh yeah, this, cause I had some points where I was like, oh, this episode probably sounded really good, like audio wise. And then I started playing and I was like, what the fuck? Like, it was like all this background noise and, and stuff going on. And like, right. we didn't have that. We didn't have the music under the synopsis and just like things like that, where I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. Also, it's just weird. I hate going back besides editing and cause we take turns editing. So like if I'm editing, I'll send it off to him to listen to before he publish and vice versa. That's the only time that I listen to the episodes. I cannot, I hate, I can't stand listening to my voice back. So as little as possible as I can do it, that's great. So I haven't listened to these episodes. Like I don't ever re-listen to the episodes. Really? Once they're done. No, once we publish them, unless it's for a specific reason, yeah, I I don't go back. I just can't listen to myself. Oh, that's wild. That's funny you say that because <laughs> I remember uh, when we first started, I was so critical. So the first thing I said was I because we are all three of us are best friends, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know that I was the person that suggested we start doing this, but I was like, if we're gonna do it, we have to have good audio. Because guys, I'm the research guy. I'm like, okay. The first thing is you have to have great audio. So I'm like, okay, I'm not doing it unless we invest in this, this, and this. So we all threw money in. We got like a mixer, great microphones, etc. We have good uh, editing software. But like, I remember like they would leave and Seth would text me. He'd be like, dude, that was a really great episode. And I'd be like, it, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know that it was. And then I would edit it because I had to listen to it because I edit everything. I, I edit everything. And I'm like, I'll text him like, hey, episode was fantastic. But it's funny because every time he'd be like, dude, great episode. And I'd be like, I don't know, man. It just seemed weird. And then I would listen to it while I'm editing it. And I'm like, best episode yet. So mm-hmm. every time we do it, I'm every, they probably laugh at me now, but like I'll text them because I have our editing down to like 20 minutes max. And that includes all the music, everything. And I, I like, I did all of the uh so all, all the music in our episodes that you hear i did all of it through the you can see mm, the keyboard mm-hmm. here there's guitars over there uh anyway i did all the music i can dump the music in dump all of the clips in and it's done in like 20 minutes mm-hmm. but like they'll leave and before they're probably home i'm already texting them like hey episodes uploaded scheduled released <laughs> on patreon best episode yet like every week so they're probably like this guy's a fucking idiot like <laughs> but like i honestly feel like because I, I listened to it through so like the first 30 35 minutes of our episodes are just us like it'd be like you were sitting across from me talking to us three right that's how our mm-hmm. episodes feel to me that's what we hope at least is that you feel like you are in a conversation with a bunch of friends and then we get into the movie discussion. We go scene by scene, et cetera. We rate it, whatnot. But it's like, I only really have to listen to the first probably 30 minutes of it. And then the rest of it flows so naturally that I can like dump the music in and release it, right? But mm-hmm. like, 
past that, I don't listen to him either. I'm in the same boat you are. Like, I don't want to hear myself talk, and I'm doing the majority of the talking. Like, I sound like a nasal. Like, I, I sound like I'm sick all the time. Like, people probably think, like, there's something wrong with this guy. It's just, it's hard to listen to yourself back because it's not even just, oh, I'm hearing myself. It's like hearing yourself and then having to figure out what is worth keeping in the episode. What was that? Was that even worth saying or was that like and and overthinking that and then trying to like and then knowing other people are going to hear it and you're like is that annoying because I think that I like I, I have a habit of of laughing pretty what I consider pretty loud in our episodes and also too I think like I we went both for Shane and I we went to the same acting school and I think as across the board for a lot of actors it's very cringe to see and hear yourself back because you're always dissecting like you're just always you're immediately on the like what could I have done better side of things rather than like I'm gonna sit back and enjoy what (laughs) what just happened you're always just like "Eh." I'm kind of critical of what is happening and also I just think that I sound like a young Hillary Duff, which, and that is not a bad thing. I'm not saying that in a mean way to Hillary Duff. I just, Hillary Duff does have a quite a high pitched voice. And I think I also fall in that range. And I think sometimes, whereas Roshane's voice sounds quite soothing and melodical, I feel like come in a bit cackly at times and I don't love that <laughs> it's not my favorite thing to to listen back to but at the same time I think that most people feel that way because you only ever hear your voice like you only ever hear your voice when you're talking and then it's very different to actually hear your voice like recorded or like right. back and because then you're like okay so this is how other people hear me <laughs> And like, you're either going to feel one way or the other about it. And I think for most people, they're like, I don't know if I love that. Like, I don't know if I love. I would argue that most people do not like the way they sound. Yeah. Which understandably so. It's just, I I think that you're always going to be more critical of yourself than other people would ever think to be of you. Mm. Because you're focused on yourself. Like, you're gonna be you're going to be the most critical of the things that you said, did, right. and like thought throughout the episode. Because you're the people that you're recording with, like you're hearing their as you're recording, you're hearing and processing their thoughts. While you're right. talking, you're not really thinking about what you're saying. It's not until you hear it back that you're like, Oh, I said that. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's that's how that thought came out. I thought that was much better articulated <laughs> than it actually was. <laughs> there, there have been times where I will send, because I, again, I edit everything, so I will send an audio clip and I'll be like, D- are you guys okay with me releasing this? And they'll be like, yeah, why not? And I'm like, okay. So I'm, I'm very fortunate in the fact that, um, you know, we don't, we don't run into that a whole lot, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, you probably could have articulated that better or maybe you could have said it this way and there's even times where i'll send something that they have said to them and be like hey are you okay with me releasing this like yeah why would i like josh what are you doing like (laughs) we said it 
like we are fine with it. Just it's okay. Like this is the world we live in, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. Yeah, and I mean, for the most part, we we're like pretty happy with the way that we the, the way that the episodes come out. We mainly right. just edit like. He lives next to a pretty busy road, so we'll have to, like, pause for cars, like, jetting by or planes flying over and things like that. So we'll, like, cut out all that dead space. And then there are times, too, I think, where we just, like, we will have these back and forths where after we've recorded it, we'll we'll re-listen and we're like, hey, we just said the same thing back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. Like, it's the same point. We were making the same point. So we right. can probably cut like a couple of those sentences out because like we're saying the exact same thing, just different with different words <laughs> kind of a thing. Like right. we'll usually cut those things out. But I have had it too where and I don't know if this is the case for you where I'll realize sometimes that like I'll watch the closer that I watch a movie to recording, sometimes the word the more jumbled my thoughts are and I'll like have a harder time expressing what I'm trying to say than if I put space between watching the movie and recording the episode. See, I'm... If I can have more time to think about it, I feel like I'm better. What I have run into recently is... Again, and not complaining, but I I do the discussion section of the podcast. That means I Mm -hmm. write down scene by... not. I don't write down, I type, but basically (laughs) I break down the scenes, right? And then we discuss, we dissect those scenes. But like, I feel like maybe I lose a little bit by doing that. So I've actually found, and these two have called me out on it, it's like where I'll watch a movie, Scream, the newest Scream, for instance, is a great uh, example of it to where Mm -hmm. like... I watched it. I felt a certain way about it. And then I watched it again, not taking notes, not doing any podcasting critique of it. And then I felt completely different about it than I felt the first time I watched it. So Mm -hmm. I truthfully feel like if I watch, and I don't have the time to do this, unfortunately, but like if, if I could watch every movie we do twice, once I'll watch it, I'll take the notes and dissect the scenes watch it again with no laptop, no notepad, nothing. Just watch the movie. I feel like I get a different rating. Yeah. Exactly. A different experience versus if I'm only able to watch it once. And then if I watch it, like let's say we generally record Sundays at like 11 or 12 uh, a.m. or 12 p.m. And if I watch it, like if I get up in the morning and watch the movie and then we record at 12 I generally don't like the movie as much as if I had watched it three or four days before and then kind of dissected it as the three of us talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so different how much a movie can change when you're just watching it to watch it and then like trying to watch it and critique it. Right. It's like, it feels so different because I've had movies where I've seen it many times before and then critiquing it maybe i notice things i've never noticed before or i whether that be good or bad or i'm just like feel i it's it changes the way that i perceive the movie or enjoy it and i do think sometimes that can be like sometimes we'll record an episode and i'll think back and i'm like 
I think I would rate it now that time has passed. I think I would rate it higher or yeah. I think I would rate it lower right. than I actually did. Like I, I hell house LLC after time passed and I watched the sequels and stuff. Like I would rate that movie higher than I did in the episode because I had more time to think about it. Like from the time we recorded to the time we like came out with the episode, right. I was like, if we recorded it now, I probably would have upped my score. But I was like, but I'm going to stick with it because at the time, that's what I felt. And right. That's fair. That's valid. And but now I would change. And even too, sometimes I'm just like not in the mood for certain movies. Yes. And so I'll rank them lower than if I was in the mood. Like we I just watched for a hundred episode uh we each got to pick a movie and Roshane picked the lighthouse for me to watch and i had mentioned a couple days before i was like i am so not in the mood for thinking movies <laughs> i'm all about just like entertainment right now right. i i don't i'm like i don't want to think and so because he, and then he picked that movie that was the first time i had ever watched it i was not i was like i'm not into this yep but i think if i was in a different move i probably would have rated it higher than what I do in our episode. Right. But I was like, it's not the vibe for me right now. It's really not. <laughs> Dude, I 100% agree. And honestly, I don't know uh, what's today, the 28th. So this will come out sometime in mid-May. I think we'll announce it by then. If not, spoiler alert. Uh, so we're changing <laughs> the way we rate movies because strictly because of this. Like, it's like, mm -hmm. if I'm in a mood to watch that movie i'm gonna rate it a certain way and we have, yeah. have gone on record saying hey we're not movie critics we're not movie we don't know how to make a movie we're not gonna you know yeah. rate it based on cinematography it's such it's our stabby's rating is based on how we enjoyed the movie when we watched it so we're basically taking a scale and we're gonna rate it within a certain scale of hey if it's from a zero to a one it's gonna get this rating if it's from a 1.1 to a 2.9 it's gonna get this rating all the way up to a five right because our ratings fluctuate between those certain you know decimal points or number ratings based on our mood or i feel like we can capture our actual rating of the movie better by doing it that way on a scale versus we give the movie today a 3.75 yeah. rating. Whereas, okay, tomorrow it might be a four, but it's still mm -hmm. within that same scale. Um, because of that, because like there's been times where like, I know um, like my week is insane. I know we're going to record Sunday. I have to watch this movie before that. I don't really want to sit down and watch it. I'm also taking four pages of notes while watching it. Like I'm not happy right now. So I'm going <laughs> to rate that movie worse than I probably would have rated it had, let's <laughs> say uh, Abby and the kids went away for the day and I had nothing to do. And I sat down and watched it. I may rate it differently. So I feel like with, the, with that sliding scale, it's going to change how we, cause right now we have the ability to go back. Like, let's say we record tomorrow and Seth comes to the episode and says, "Hey, I rewatched uh, Nighthouse and I rated it a three point five before, but I watched it yesterday. I really enjoyed it. I think it's like a four point five. Like we have, we will change them in the episode, 
Mm-hmm. But if you went and listened to the original episode, you'd have no idea, right? That Seth changed yeah. it, right? So, like, I th- I think this is a better way to do it. Um, I'm I'm hoping that we announce this before this episode comes out. Because if not, <laughs> these two are going to be like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, what That's are you a, doing? Yeah, are you gonna cut this part out of that? <laughs> That's ah, not the case. I'm not cutting any of it. You drunk ass. Like, what were you doing, Josh? But eh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, but, but no, it, it just it's hard sometimes to be like in this moment. This is what I feel, and most of the time, like I always say, if I rate anything a two or higher, I, that means that I think you should check it out. Like I always at least okay. go off of that scales. I'm like, if if I don't think this is worth anybody looking at this movie, I'll always rank it other under a two. It right. kind of is like, irrelevant where it falls under there, but I'm okay. like under a two is where that falls. If it's above that, I would recommend it, but. Like that doesn't mean I necessarily liked it or loved it, but I do think right. that it's uh, it's worth looking at. And and every once in a while in a movie in a review, like I'll say, on this watch, this is how I felt. Upon a rewatch, I might rank it higher or right. whatever. Like sometimes I'll throw that in there. But I have had some times where, like I think it was on our Carrie episode, I ranked it initially. I actually went in after the fact and re-recorded. <laughs> my ranking because I watched it again after we watched it and I was like I actually really like this movie more than right I think I ranked it and I was like I'm gonna bump it up and I and I told him I was like hey I watched Carrie again it's a great movie I'm bumping it up and like right. I've done I've done that for a few of our movies I think I've even scored some lower after the fact like I went in and re-recorded it just because I was like uh-uh, I don't like <laughs> I don't like where this is falling but for the most part like our ratings like we we put them where we put them but they're pretty loose like okay. I'm like I always think of it more as like an even though we do it numerically I always think of it as more as like an abc kind of a thing so i try and go off of that in my head and then try and numerically right place that because i'm like if i place it in the three range like you you guys will know that that's about like a b minus or a b plus or something and then if it's a four or higher i'm like it's an a just like check it out (laughs) that's what we're gonna do i think it's gonna make it a lot easier especially for us because like the other thing is I feel like we have this outline and we have it done before we record. Mm-hmm. And then as we talk through it, like the, like they may have, and you guys actually made a great point of this with your get out episode. I am admittedly not a huge Jordan Peele fan. I think mm-hmm. that get out was a good movie. I, th- us, I think us is, I, I'm not a big fan of it. I'm excited to see his next yeah. movie, but, um, you guys made the point in your get out episode that like, like Roshane specifically said, you know, I was at the movie theater with a few of my friends and I was clearly watching a completely different movie than my friends were watching. And like, I feel like when we, the three of us have our discussions here, like maybe I miss something or like, I can't relate to something like that Seth can relate to, uh, or Jess can relate to. And then they like, talk about how that impacts them or they with their certain life because obviously everybody has different life experiences right from the way you're brought up to the your family etc so like they talk about their experiences with it and then i'm like 
okay, I can see why mm-hmm. that hit you harder than it hit me. Mm-hmm. And then I get a better appreciation for the movie. So through that discussion, I'm, we, you know, we're going through it. And then lo and behold, we get to the rating section. I already have my rating written down. Yeah. And every reason why. But then I'm like, well, crap. Seth brought up this reason and Jess brought up this reason. And I'm like, on the fly trying to change my rating and it just i don't know i just feel like with a sliding scale it makes more sense but it like, makes it yeah no that's that's totally fair because that's happened with us too is it's like i know for some movies i've come in with a bunch of cons and i've made roshane drop lower sure and vice versa it's like he's coming with some positives and i'm like yeah i could see that and i've gone higher i think one that i think of like that is like our our antebellum amp- episode that we did we had guests on for that one okay and it was like Two of us, it was like me and one of the guests were on the negative and then Roshane and one of our other friends was on the positive side. Okay. And so we were kind of like not battling the whole time, but like each of us always had a counterpoint. But I will say it was it was an interesting conversation because I think we all kind of like came in with an idea of how we felt about the movie. Right. And then left feeling not totally, but slightly different. Yeah. But it's true. It's like sometimes when you just talk a movie out. Like it kind of helps you like, even if you don't change your perspective, sometimes just talking it out, you're like, okay, now that I've gotten all those feelings out, like I feel a little bit more neutral or like, I'm not as irritated or I'm not as excited about it as I was. Cause like you had your ideals and I totally, that's totally valid. And then like, I've had mine. And so maybe now we're a little bit more, in the middle like we've definitely had some like those but yeah it, it is tricky when you like already go into it expecting you're like oh i fucking hate this movie and then you talk about it and you're like okay maybe it wasn't it wasn't the worst movie i've ever seen maybe like, you're right you're right about that right no 100 percent. i think that's what's great about what we do is that you get to have those discussions and you get to hear those other people's viewpoints and again their life experiences and why they either gravitate toward or gravitate away from that specific movie and i think it you know in our discussions it changes maybe the way i feel or the way you feel about the movie based on certain viewpoints that are brought up and then you're kind of left scrambling like well, crap, I rated it a three, but now, you know, based <laughs> yeah. on this discussion, I really feel like maybe it's a four. And then mm-hmm. after we get done recording, I'm like, eh, it was probably like a 3.7. So I'm like, okay, it's still within that scale, right? Where if I had just rated it within that scale, that it would have been, you know, it, it would have made more sense. So I don't yeah. know. But at the end of the day, I'm not a movie uh, maker. I <laughs> really have no business critiquing <laughs> the art that other people make because I have no, if you were like, Hey Josh, here's a script. Here's a bunch of really great equipment. Go out and make this movie. I would mm-hmm. have no idea how to do it. I would have no idea where to start. Like, yeah. Who am I? It, like movie making is such a, an art form and such a struggle. And I've mentioned this many times before, but it's very easy for critics to come in when the foundation has already been, 
put down and right. say, well, I would have fixed this building and I would have put something here and I would have taken this sidewalk out. But it's like, well, you already had the blueprint, like the movie <laughs> right. was already there and you're just coming in, you're building ideas upon the movie and saying, well, this is what should be fixed. And so like, yeah, it's, it's easy to say those things, but at the same time, I think for you guys, like the feeling that you're always wanting to have. And I think for us, the feeling we're always wanting to have is like, we're never coming in saying like we know best or we know better, but as anybody does, I think the fun thing about movies is going to a movie with a friend and leaving and saying, so what did you think? And just having that discussion because right. you're never going to have a movie that, that like not everybody's going to love the same movie. Not everybody's going to hate the same movie, but everybody's going to leave because each person has their own opinions and ideals. Right. Everyone's going to have a thought of the movie. And that's kind of the fun thing is discussing that after the fact. And it's like trying, it's just that it's, it's sitting around and having a discussion about how you felt about a movie, what you loved and what you didn't like. And if you would want to see it again or not. And I, everybody does that. It's just, we're, we're doing it and we're trying to maybe go a little bit deeper with that and say like, because of our love for horror, this is maybe what we liked or disliked about it. But like, we're never saying, oh my God, this person should never make a movie again or anything like that. Right. It's like good on them for making the movie. <laughs> like everybody should make what they want to make and do what they want to do. But at the same time, people are going to, once you put a movie out, like people are going to have their opinions about it. And we're just voicing those opinions. That's true. And we want people to download our podcast. So make sure you go do that, <laughs> whether you agree with our opinions or not. But speaking of opinions, let's get back to The Walking Dead finally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So what, I don't know if you even Circle remember. Back. I don't even know if you remember at this point, but what were you? You said you had some comments about my yes. comments on The Walking Dead as I try to get every last drip of vodka <laughs> out of this bottle. Yes. So my thoughts about The Walking Dead that you were saying is... I totally like if people are first. OK, first, I wanted to say I totally get where Seth is coming from, because I had a very similar experience. I actually think the first season of The Walking Dead, it's not my least favorite season, but it's also not. It's kind of in the middle for me. I th I do think it take it took me a little bit to get into the show. And once I got into the later season, like the second season towards the latter half of the first and then the second season, I was in it. Like I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in to watch it. So it's like, you kind of have to get through that first threshold. I did the same thing with stranger things. I actually okay. got halfway through the first season had to go back and start it again. And now I'm like obsessed with the show, but I think the thing about the walking dead first, that's kind of hard about it. And I could see why this might not hold people's attention the whole way through is you when you have a show where the main characters are are not consistent, they are fodder just as much as the supporting characters are. I could see why some people may be like. I was here for it's kind of like us and Spencer. It's like, oh, well, I was here for this character and they died. <laughs> they died right. in the fifth season. Right. And so now who am I supposed to hold on to? You have some issues with that, but I actually really enjoyed that aspect of it. When Negan came in, the thing that I liked about that was, and kind of going off of what you said, is I feel like this whole time up until that point, they had really been 
putting Rick up on this like like plot armor pedestal where no matter what happened, Rick was going to solve it. Right. And I actually think them bringing Negan in at that point was like exactly what was needed because I was kind of getting at that point, I was kind of getting exhausted of Rick always having a solution. Right. And I was really excited when he didn't like when Negan came in and things were going wrong. I was like really excited. I was like, Rick is, this is going to change who he is as a character. He's not going to be like our, our Mary Jane, like come in and fix right. every, or fix everything. Like everything's fine. And I enjoyed that. And yeah, I think that if you went into the show and you thought that the zombies were going to continue to be a focal point, I could see how maybe you would be not as into it as you were in the beginning, but I just don't like, I really just don't see how they could have sustained that. Cause it's like eventually, unless these zombies are going to mutate and turn into like resident evil <laughs> zombies. <laughs> I don't know how you could continue to make them right. The focal point, because at a point in time, society is going to learn how to deal with them and they are going to move on and the zombies are going to be more of a background problem and just an issue that they have to deal with every once in a while rather than the villains of the story. Because it's like, how many zombies are there at this point? How long has it been time-wise in this show? Like years. Right. It's been like 10 years or something. (laughs) It's been a a while. It's been a long time. Especially now because Judith is like... Isn't Judith like eight? Uh, Yeah, I think Judith. Yeah, I think she's probably at least Lucy's age. So Lucy's will be eight. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So it's like, how many zombies could we still have at this point in time? What's hilarious to me is like, there's still a bunch of them. So it's like, why didn't like all these people just band together and go kill all the zombies? Kill them. Because I'm like, at least in this state, I have to imagine that you could kind of ride around and just. Right. Knock all the zombies in this state out. Right. Well, they've become like a uh, like just a nuisance at this point. Like at the beginning yeah. of it, they were like, "Oh no, there's these zombies." But now it's like they're just like a nuisance and you got like a two or three people that are well uh, equipped to handle these zombies and they can take out like a whole horde. So it's like, yeah, the the, the and again, that was always the the uh message in the comic was that, "Hey, we are the walking dead, not the mm-hmm. zombies." And I think that's what people kind of lost in the, the storyline. Yeah. And it's like, if you're not, and I can see, cause it, it, at a point it's like, yeah, what you were saying earlier, it's like, yeah, they get to a new place, new, new group, and then they have to battle them. And so I could see how that is exhausting for some people. And so I'm like, yeah, I get it. If you're like, eh, I'm sick of it. Right. But I think the, f- the interesting thing about having it go on as long as it has is you do have this idea of these people that did get to live through the way the world used to be and have completely had to acclimate to how it is now. And then you're bringing up this new generation of people who never knew what the world was. I think that that's really interesting. Like, I think that that is a, like a, a cool idea to say, okay, now we have these kids who never got to live in the normal world and all they've had to learn from being a child was how to kill these zombies right and like 
now this is the situation at hand and and how do we meet these new people who have been separated from humans and society for 10 years at least and like how do we approach those people like i do think that that is really interesting but i could also see how maybe in the time like maybe with everything going on in the world right. maybe some people just got exhausted <laughs> Of that kind of a plot line, like maybe they're just like the Walking Dead's just not for me anymore. <laughs> right? Well, I was this is getting a little bit too serious. I don't want to watch this anymore. Like, like I could see how maybe in that time, right? Like in from 2020 now, maybe people are like, oh, like as you're know. talking, I'm like, wow, how relevant is what she is saying right now? Because you have like kids yeah. that have never known not having to wear a mask to school. You've mm-hmm. they've never known. Well, you and I would perceive as normal society, right? Like, and everything has just changed and that's just, that's the new norm. But then you have people like us that knew how mm-hmm. it was before that, but we're also likely able to adapt to what it is now or, or what it was and now what it is. Then you have people that from older generations that are like fighting it tooth and nail. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to adhere to this. I'm not. So it's just. It was just funny as you were speaking. I was like, "Wow, this yeah. is so relevant to like." Yeah, what- so I was like, "Maybe that's just like too like." So maybe people are like, "Ah, this is not the world <laughs> that I really want to be living in right now." But also, I see. I think for a lot of people, it's what there's only a couple of characters who are from the beginning that are still there now, and right. I do think if if you weren't maybe able to latch onto any of the new characters, I could see how maybe that would be hard to and i don't know any of the new care i mean yeah i don't really know any of like the new new characters like anybody that has been introduced over these last few seasons i have no idea who they are right so i don't know if they're just as good or what their their thing is but i could see if maybe you were like uh these aren't striking in the same way that the original ones were i could see how it may be hard to be to care about them i think what a lot of people are having a hard time dealing with is the fact that Negan basically became like a, a a good guy essentially Mm. is because I think a lot of people were so hooked on that, you know, the Rick Grimes, the Glenn, the Maggie characters that when Negan came around, he was the bad guy. And then he all of a sudden is becoming a good guy. And then you kind of see how he's interacting with other characters and, Mm-hmm. nonetheless it's coming to an end they're they're mm-hmm. they i mean if you like we have the the hmc we have like an amc plus account together because we watch a lot of movies that are on amc and series but um because you get shutter as well when you do that but like they, oh, nice. they have like a walking dead universe now so you got like the original walking dead you've got the, i saw that the spinoff there's like three spinoffs yeah, it's like now. fear or the walking dead is one of them and then yeah it's wild this is what they've been able to build from because morgan is on the spinoff now right like he's not even on the original one anymore yeah morgan is on fear of the walking dead and then they have like another one that's like like the, the, the teenage like they're trying to go <laughs> kind of like twilight version of the walking oh. dead i don't know but it's like i mean, it's it's cool like i'm again i'm the guy that's like hey you know what if you want to make 50 screen movies make 50 screen <laughs> movies you want to keep the walking dead going yeah. forever go for it I'm, if you yeah. want to make a new texas chainsaw i didn't hate it I, I didn't either i actually enjoyed it <laughs> 
I actually did. I enjoyed it. <laughs> the first time I watched it, I hated it. But the second time really? I watched it, I was like, this isn't that bad. The third time I watched it, I was like, this is actually not terrible. So like, I feel like if I watched it again, I'd be like, you know what? This is, you know what? It is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. I thought it was entertaining. Like, I get why people wouldn't like it. Yeah. But in my opinion, they were making fun of this culture of people that come in yes. and are like oh yeah we're gonna make a new city and we're gonna go into this hick town and make it like a millennial haven like i felt like that was all satire i don't think that was meant to be taken seriously right i enjoyed the deaths i liked that it was in a new environment the only thing i didn't like was sally they should have mm. cut all of that out and Agreed. i would have enjoyed the movie much more but I liked everything but her. Like she was my biggest downfall. But as far as the plot line went, I had no issues. I was like, yeah, slice them up. Like, great. <laughs> Cut off the face. That's all I want you to do. Great. Like, 100% agree. That was well, the first time I watched it. I was like, what is this? I don't, again, it goes back to what I was talking about before. Like, I feel like I have to watch a movie multiple times. Mm-hmm to really appreciate it. Um, and that was one of them. Cause I was like, man, this is not great, but it was nowhere near the way I felt after I watched Halloween kills. Cause that was like <laughs> a, just a disaster. But like the new Texas chainsaw, I was like, eh, all right. But then I watched it again. And I was like, okay, I think I get it. Like I, I understand what they were going for. And I agree with you. The, the whole Sally storyline is like, man, this whole thing could have been cut out. We don't need it. Like, why do we even have it? Dude, it was like, I, it was, I felt attacked by the Sally storyline. First of all, I don't think she's the type of character that you need to turn into a revenge right. plot. She is not, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is not about Sally in the same way that Halloween is about Lori. Right. So why are we bringing her? back like she's been the through line mm-hmm. of the story leatherface don't give a f- don't care about her he didn't like, even she know who she was victim she was just a victim <laughs> of the first one i'm like why would he care if anything bring like if anything his family was more involved with sally right. than leatherface was and then i just felt like for the character that Sally was, for the way that we saw her, I would rather her story is much more tragic if the last time we saw her was in the original. So you're telling me she's just been in Texas. She couldn't identify Leatherface. <laughs> He's the only six foot seven man in town and she didn't know who he was. And she's been waiting for him to come back. And yeah. then he finally comes back and she has to give a monologue. <laughs> what? That felt that felt offensive i was like this is not this is not okay like for me. what are we doing here what are we doing and she's gonna she's gonna allow two women like two other potential victims right to fall like in line just so that she can get revenge on her friends that like he doesn't know them like right no, one hundred percent. That's where I was at with it. It's like, what are we doing here? And then it's like, it was so funny to me when like he, she realizes that he has no, which I think <laughs> maybe may have been the entire point of it, because as right. you just stated, he has no idea who she is. Like, 
at the point in the movie when she realizes he has no idea who she is or he she has no bearing on his life <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. Like I didn't get it. And I hate saying that, but I didn't get it until the second time I watched it. And I was like, I think I kind of understand what they were going for is because we're sitting here, like you said, the entire time, like she does not matter to him. She doesn't mm-hmm. matter to the storyline. She doesn't matter to the progression of the Texas Chainsaw name, theme, n- anything. And the moment she realizes, like, he doesn't even know who I am. Like, I actually laughed the second time. I was like, yeah, he <laughs> has no clue who you are. But then, like, she turns into, like, like this, like, like yelling and screaming. And it's like. D- yeah. And she's like, what? like, she's just shooting wildly at him. It just felt like uh, in in other we've brought back huge final girl staples to the horror community and like we've brought them back and we've honored them yeah it just kind of felt like they were shitting on sally like why is she that's how she's gonna go out after (laughs) after all that (laughs) after this big hoopla we meet her and she's like slaughtering a pig right like what is she now who is she she is is the dollar general version of Lori strode because she dresses like Lori. her hair is the same as Lori's, and then all of a sudden she's a badass like sally was never a badass she knows she was just a regular person that's the point is she she didn't belong there right she she ends up there and then she has to deal with this situation if they wanted to bring back sally i just don't i feel like that she should have been brought back in a different way. Like not everybody has to be this badass. Right. I actually think it would have been better if they took a different route from what they've been doing right. and said, here's a final girl who's sincerely been like trying hard to forget this. It really fucked her up. She right. doesn't want to even deal with it. Leatherface out of sight out of mind kind of a thing and then maybe she ends up there unknowingly unwillingly and if they wanted to bring her back and then she has to be involved in some way rather than her being like (laughs) gi joe and like running through the backwoods of texas always waiting to see if someone was going to cut someone's face off like come on come on (laughs) what happened after the truck I just don't, Dude. I don't get it. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm with you. I was like, this is crazy. And like the second time I watched it, I was like, all right, like it's kind of funny, but like, I don't think you take that movie seriously whatsoever, which is no. fine, which is fine. Like, no, I think it's supposed, it's supposed to be a little bit silly. Like, I think you can't tell me that they obviously threw that bus scene in to, to nail home that this is meant to be kind of silly. Right. It's meant to be making fun of, because Texas Chainsaw Massacre has always been a series that is showing these people who are these big city folk who right. think they know better coming in and kind of trying to talk down and be condescending to these people that have lived there their whole lives. And right. I feel like they were just trying to do that in a different way. And it's like, yeah, that is kind of what millennials these millennials are what that is now like that's just right. the version that sure. we, instead of getting the 70s version like that's what the 2020 
two version is. Right. So I'm like, you just you can't yeah, like you just can't take it too seriously. Like, I, and I understand why people would be like, well, I think that this franchise should be a little bit more serious than that. But then I'm like, at the same time, where the franchise went, mm-hmm. it was never completely serious. Right. Like, Right. You're basing it off of the original one, but if you're looking at the franchise as a, as a whole, it got silly. Well, they never had a one, um, which I mean, Halloween didn't either, and honestly, neither did Friday the Thirteenth. But like, they didn't have one singular vision. Like with, and again, I, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a Scream fanboy. Admittedly, I've got the shirt on here. <laughs> I've got ghost face things everywhere. But like, Scream had one singular vision, even through the newest one. I feel like they still continued Wes Craven's vision of what that franchise and Kevin Williamson as well, what that franchise was supposed to be, mm-hmm. versus. Texas Chainsaw, where you've got so many renditions of it, so many... I mean, you look at the first one, which was, like, gritty and gross and grimy, and then you get into the second, where it's kind of funny. You get into, like, the the new generation with uh, Matthew McConaughey, where that one's, like, Mm -hmm. basically, like, the the blueprint for Scary Movie, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, like... And we're not going to sit here and act like this one is any worse than the uh, Texas Chainsaw with Trey Songs in it. <laughs> hey, now, easy. Alexander Daddario's in that, and I am a big fan. She's carrying that movie on her back, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, everything else in that movie is a mess. She is doing her best. She did as <laughs> but the best that she could. She is doing the best with what she was given, but we're not going to act like that movie was any better <laughs> than this new one. Because that one is a mess. You can't like, tell me she didn't know that her best friend was banging her boyfriend in the barn. In the barn. Like, it's around is- the corner. Like, <laughs> what? You didn't know that? And then, and Leatherface was in the basement the whole time. He was and probably for her to be him. like, I'm your cousin. That was the part that got me when she's like, uh, I'm your cousin. <laughs> oh, do you think uh, she throws in the chainsaw? <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm in here for it. What is going on? No, I'm gonna pretend you. like this is worse than that. I saw some people who were acting like that movie didn't exist, and I was like, if we're comparing and contrasting, <laughs> this movie was a step up. Hey, I like Texas Chainsaw 3D. It's one of those ones you can throw on and laugh at. I'm not gonna lie. My favorite Texas Chainsaw has got to be 2003 with uh, Jessica Biel. I'm admittedly not a fan of the first one. I know a lot of people are, and you know, God bless you if you are. I get it. You're, you know, um, but for me, 2003, just the age that I am when that movie came out, that is my Texas Chainsaw is that version of it. But that's a great remake. I also like the beginning as well. I, I the next one after that, the prequel, I actually think that's a great movie. I, the thing for me, although I, and I appreciate the original, I'm not a huge fan of, 70s horror just because that like more gritty grimy low budget feel to me is not it's just not my taste however i can still appreciate all of the movies because a lot of those movies that came out in the 70s are originals and we've gotten remakes or we've gotten ideas from those so although i can appreciate them if i want to watch texas chainsaw i yeah i'm gonna go to the jessica biel one just because it it catches that same tone for me while being an updated version. Agreed. Plus, like I said, I relate to it more. I can see how people that um, and again, I had never seen 
the original Texas Chainsaw before that Jessica Biel version. So for me, that mm-hmm. is like my Texas Chainsaw. Um, I can see how people b- that really enjoyed the first one before that and had, um, you know, gravitated toward that. That's theirs, which oh, yeah. I completely understand and respect. But at the same time, um, you know, the Texas Chainsaw franchise sued us, so I'm not a big fan of them in general. Okay, that's all I'm oh, saying. Did they? <laughs> they made us take some shirts down. It's fine. It's no oh, big. I was like, wait, what? They didn't come back okay, for us gotcha. for any monetary value on the merch that we had sold. <laughs> However, gotcha. I have vowed that I would never cover the original Texas Chainsaw on this podcast because of that. Now, we gotcha. are a democracy here. There are three of us. If I get outvoted two to one, which I don't <laughs> think I'm going to, we will cover the first Texas Chainsaw. However, mm-hmm. based on their making me take down merch, I am not happy with them. So I gravitate toward Jessica B in general that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying (laughs) no but yeah i i enjoy texas chainsaw mainly because leatherface is very scary to me yeah um which i've talked about this many times before chainsaw is just a very scary weapon to me if i hear a chainsaw running so leatherface is terrifying to me in any and all forms even in the ways where he's more even in the movies where he's more ridiculous right if he's wielding that chainsaw like um i'm in it (laughs) but yeah i i saw a lot of people who were i think the thing about this movie that i thought was struck me maybe a little bit more than other movies that have come out recently is that People were very much adamant that like this is a bad movie, and if you think mm. this is a good movie, you have bad taste. Right. And I'm just like, that's never a valid. That's Agreed. never a valid Agreed. point. It's yep. like, it's it's all going to be completely up to the person. And Agreed. just because you think this, I, I I completely see why people wouldn't like this movie. But that doesn't mean that that's the only way to view this movie. Right. I'm like it's it's just not you. It's different for a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, but also at the same time, it's been a while since we've had a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie and things are just going to be different now. It's like everything is going to, whether we like it or not, everything is going to be updated for the times (laughs) and like it'll work in some franchises and it won't work for you in other ones. And that's totally okay. But that doesn't make it bad. I think we're in such a weird time where like you have to pick a side, right? Like you can't like this and you can't like that and you're not allowed to be like middle of the road and like like different things from different aspects and like I feel like and it bleeds over to horror, right? Like you can't be like like me I'm a, uh, admittedly I love slasher movies whether they're mm-hmm. bad I I find entertainment value in them right i love the conjuring movies i wasn't a fan of the insidious movies i don't like the elevated horror movies i'm not a fan of midsommar in fact i would argue until i'm purple in the face that that is not a great movie however i have friends and other podcasts that love that movie and would argue till they're purple in the face that it's a great movie and here's why but i feel like you're not allowed to have those differing opinions like you can't like i can't love texas chainsaw 2000 whenever it came out and you aren't allowed to hate it 
I love it because I'm sentimental to the originals and I'm stupid and I just love gore porn movies. You hate it because it's not elevated horror and it takes all of the mentality, uh, the psychological stuff out of the stuff that you love from a horror movie. Whereas, in fact, we're in a really great time for horror because you have new Scream movies, you have new Halloween movies, you have new Texas Chainsaw movies. You also have the A24 people that are doing Hereditary. Mm -hmm. They're doing uh, Midsommar. They're doing Mm -hmm. whatever this newest, uh, The Lighthouse. Um, The North, is it The Northman? I think that just came out. Yeah, The Northman. Streaming services are coming out with all kinds of horror movies. Like and we're in such a good place right now. Like there's something for everybody. Why are mm-hmm. we sitting around arguing about movies? What's good and what's bad? Because that's the thing. It's all perspective. And what it comes down, what it boils down to is it's art. The whole point of art is that some things will strike certain people and other and other things will strike other people. And that is what your taste is like everybody's just gonna have different tastes and some people like I'm the same I love slashers I love body horror I love gore Roshane doesn't like gore (laughs) he doesn't like body horror like he loves zombie things I'm not that into zombies um but that's kind of like the fun of the genre is that there's so many subgenres, and although it all falls under the same umbrella like so many different people are going to gravitate towards different things. It right. doesn't, and that is what is going to speak to them. And although they may not like more elevated horror, maybe there's something in that that is interesting, at least to talk about. And maybe people who like Midsommar might not like, you know, like, uh, like that new website, like choose or die. Like I enjoyed that movie, but right. I'm sure some people didn't, but it's at the same time. It's like, you can check it out and feel your feelings about it where I think it gets messy is if you say my opinion is the opinion. It's like, it's the people's opinion. (laughs) Your opinion is your opinion, but you have to be able to listen to other people and you can say, yeah, I totally get why. Like, that's cool that you liked it, but I didn't like it. And like, that's fair. That's cool. That's the point of movies. If everybody liked the same movie, then every movie maker would make, Text, the original Texas Chainsaw. We right. have that every single. <laughs> that would be the only movie made because everybody liked that movie. Exactly. But like, that's why there's so many different movies because everybody likes something different, and that's kind of the fun of it. Like, have your discussions, have your thoughts, have your likes, but don't just credit someone just because they liked something that you thought was silly. Because like, you'll be the same person who's about to throw punches because they're going to say they didn't like the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You're about to lose your shit, but it's like, it's the same thing. Like you have to, you have to accept that it's just a matter of likes and dislikes. And that's the nice thing about movies because otherwise we would have the exact same movie every single day I and that would thoroughly be agree if people took that mentality that you just expressed into their everyday life the world would be a much happier place <laughs> we're allowed to disagree we're allowed to have differing viewpoints but at the end of the day if we all sat down for three and a half hours like you and i just did <laughs> and we had a conversation maybe we wouldn't be so upset, angry, depressed, 
all the time, right? Like, let's just have some conversation. That's the point of these episodes. Over a beer and Over many vodka a, and Diet Cokes. A bunch of vodkas, a bunch of Diet <laughs> Cokes. I didn't even get into the bush lights. There was more vodka in that bottle than I had anticipated. Really? There really was. Oh, oh, I see. There's more than you thought there. I thought you were saying there's more right now. No, there's like, this Surely empty. there's it's not. definitely <laughs> empty, but I one, two, three, four. So four Diet Coke cans is the equivalent of two vodka drinks each. So it's like eight vodka drinks. It's Very not, nice. It's not terrible. I'm going to sleep probably pretty well. <laughs> I have good night's sleep. I, I had, had... Go ahead. I had... One Moscow Mule and two cores. Oh, wow. Well, you know, on the next cocktails episode, you're going to up those numbers. I can already tell. Yeah, I'll be more prepared next time. I'll actually have more cocktails available. Ooh. I was so certain that I had multiple <laughs> Moscow Mules <laughs> downstairs. And uh, that was we had whiskey mules, but I don't like whiskey. Mm. So, but yeah, I'll be more prepared next time. I think I have discovered I drank the cocktail. I'm feeling fine. I think vodka's a-okay for me. So maybe yeah. next time I'll do what you did and kind of do like, I love pineapple juice and vodka. So maybe there I'll do go. that next time. Maybe we'll go vodka for vodka drink next time. I don't know. Ooh, I would be down for that. I'm in. I'm 100% in. I had a blast. Thank you for hanging out <laughs> with me for three and a half hours and listening to my rants and... um. Where can our listeners find you guys if they want to tune in to Homies of Horror? Sure. So on social media, we are Homies of Horror on everything. And by everything, I mean Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, kind of. Um, and then if you want to listen to our show, new episodes come out every single Monday. And we are wherever you find your podcast. We also stream on Twitch every single Monday night. We usually play spooky games and we'll usually go a little bit more in depth about whatever movie we covered that week. And we'll be drinking and talking, talking to the chat. If you want to come through for that, that's also homies of horror on Twitch. And the link for that is in like all of our social media bios. I will also put a link in the show notes for this episode so they can click on it and find you find folks um, wherever they get their podcasts at. Oh, perfect. Thank you. I'm well, here thank for you, you. Whatever you for need. Having <laughs> whatever you need to happen. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to my rants as well. I hope that you look up, if you don't immediately fall asleep, I hope you look up um, cup stacking. I'm going to look it up. I think I'm going to be pretty <laughs> proficient at it the next time. Maybe the next time you're on, we'll do a little cup stacking, a cup stacking challenge. competition. Maybe. I would, I would, I would like that. I'm, uh, I'm down. <laughs> You really don't have that. Say less. I'm like, I will. You buy look the cups really right excited. Now. You look so excited about this cup stacking. I would have to like practice again. It's been a very long time since I've done it, but I'll buy the cups right. and I'll be ready. I'm in. I'm totally in. I am admittedly a huge fan of your uh, podcast. It was funny. Felicia and I are very good friends from Two Chicks and a Horror Flick, and um, she and I were chatting. A few days ago, I told her you were coming on and I was like, I hope that I, and not to diminish anybody who's already been on the show, but um, I talk to those people more than I talk to you regularly. Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, I hope that I don't like fanboy out and like I can have an actual conversation. So this has been the most um, nervous I've been. And I don't really get nervous, but this has been the most nervous I get. Yes. To do a cocktails episode because I am genuinely a fan of your guys' your podcast and I listen to you guys regularly and I... Uh, really appreciate you coming on here and hanging out with me. So I hope that I oh, uh, maintained that um, normal um, persona that I have during the cocktail <laughs> episodes. So I thought, hey, I didn't read any nerves at all. I did not get that at all. I thought you did a fantastic job. And thank you so much. I am also a fan of your guys' <laughs> show. And I hope that we can eventually, if we can get everybody's get i know it gets harder when you add more people into the yeah. mix but we would also very much like to be on a uh, regular episode with all of you guys if we can get five schedules together yes <laughs> that would be yes. great i think you know what we've done it before i think it's possible to do it again and um I don't know. Maybe we'll do a cocktails episode. Maybe we'll do a, a, about a movie. I don't know, but I think we can definitely figure it out. So I think we could, especially if you want to see like, to, like Swasty Rochane. Yes, I do. I think we could fit cocktails in there. I do. I want to see it. Maybe we'll he, do. Uh, we'll do the. He'll come in. He'll again. come in. Mm hmm. I'm in. Hundred percent in. And all you have to do <laughs> is mention homies of horror and alcohol to me, and I'm in. <laughs> he'll he'll definitely commit and if, if, that's, if that's the case if we end up doing a full one and we're all drinking and stuff I will actually have like maybe we'll do shots maybe we'll do shots that time dude I'm in just love shots so but I appreciate <laughs> you being here hanging out with me um go check out homies of horror everybody and uh we're out of here bye <laughs> bye hey crewbies thanks for listening if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more or you want to follow us on social media, Jess, where can they find us at? You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Horror Movie Crew Podcast. And you can listen on any major podcast platform. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. We'll see you next time. Bye, all. Bye.